Javon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. What's going on, y'all? 97.5 The Fanatic 601 on this Monday night. Hope you all had a great weekend. Welcome back. I'm Devon Gibbons with you. Running for four hours tonight. And we have a lot to get into as the tampering period in the NFL with free agency is already underway earlier this afternoon. And it has been wild, as you could imagine. And that includes your Philadelphia Eagles more for the exiting than for anybody coming into town. And yes, with two guys staying in particular, we'll get to that following the best show ever. We appreciate always talking with them on the way out, setting us up here as we have these four hours. So we will be with you. Tom Alvord is here. We'll get his thoughts throughout the evening on so many different things with the NFL free agency. And also, you know, we have a lot of other things to talk about with your basketball team doing what they're doing. Have a little fun, a little side topic, as always, as we kick it with you until we hang out on this Monday night until 10 o'clock. So uh, let's let's get started here with the NFL and, and discuss so many moves. Number one, all right, Jason Kelsey is back. Many of us thought that Jason Kelsey would, in fact, be back in the fold here with the Philadelphia Eagles one more year doing just that and coming back and having one more year with the Philadelphia Eagles and anchoring the middle of that offensive line, anchoring that fantastic offensive line. We'll see what things go with Isaac Sayamalo and if Cam Jurgens is going to take over at that right guard spot. But that's a good move. He announced it himself. No one else broke the news. We'll have the audio a little bit later, maybe, and play the Howie Roseman sound with Jason Kelsey on the um, – What's the name of the uh, podcast? New Heights? All right, the New Heights podcast. Jason and Travis Kelsey, they do a great job on their uh, on their podcast. Uh, but we'll get into that and let you hear the audio there. But uh, great move. Great move. You got the guy coming back. You need it. The offense, is, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We'll get into uh, part of our topic tonight is um, the offense is going to have to be what the offense was last year, maybe even a little bit better to help carry the defense should all these names walk out the door. But good news to have Jason Kelsey back. He gets it done on the first day. It's out of the way. And now you can focus on the other things that need to be focused on as well. So happy about that. Happy about the Brandon Graham part that we discussed on Friday. That's solid. Bring him back. He's playing still at a decent level at his age. 14 years with one organization is fantastic. Both of these guys, they're all-time Eagles. They're long-time Eagles. And I'm glad to see them back for another year. But as far as the Graham part goes, look, he's part of a rotation with Sweat and Reddick, and we'll see about Derek Barnett. We still don't know if he's coming back or not. He signed a two-year deal, so we'll see how that plays out with his recovery from the ACL. But having both of those longtime Eagle and Eagle Hall of Famers back in the mix here with the Philadelphia Eagles is great. But if you've heard me since the season has been over, we had to start talking about the offseason and all 19 free agents that they would have and the big number that was on the defensive side, and we would have the conversations of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson versus Javon Hargrave versus T.J. Edwards, and who is more of a priority to bring back because you can't afford everyone. Well, right away, one of them goes off the board in T.J. Edwards. I thought that he would be the one that came back to the Birds 
and sign a decent contract, three years, somewhere, I don't know, $6 million on, on, the, on the year. He signed, what, three years, close to $20 million, I believe, with the Chicago Bears. He's out the door. Then, right away, again, not too, not too far from T.J. Edwards, my guy goes out the door, and Javon Hargrave, he signs a big deal, not with the Chicago Bears. And I texted, I was texting with Tom Alvord, texting, you know, Tyler Zuli, we all going back and forth. And I'm like, dude, the Bears have a lot of money, but do they have enough money where they want to spend on both of these guys and other things? No. A team comes out of nowhere that we had no thought at all that they were going to go after Javon Hargrave, the team that you battled with. Well, you spanked them, really in the NFC Championship game, but it was the team that you were basically battling with all season long, the San Francisco 49ers, four-year deal, big money, over $80 million for Javon Hargrave, and as much as I wanted him back, and as much as they focus and always talk about how they build from the interior on out on both sides of the football, I felt like that was the focus that needed to be there for Harry Roseman and the front office, and making sure that they secure that player to keep the rotation going, keep building inside out with this football team, gone to the San Francisco 49ers. That one hurt me, folks, because he was the guy, even at the age of 30, he was the one for me, of all of the defensive players, because of how they do things, I thought that he would be the focus of trying to keep. And that's not to say that they didn't try to keep him. It's just clear that, they didn't offer $84 million in the guarantee of, what, $40 million from the San Francisco 49ers for Javon Hargrave for, at 30 years of age, had a career year last season with the 11 sacks. Listen, glad for, I'm happy for the guy. He balled out, balled out, and he's had a pretty good career in the Eagles uniform. That one hurt me right there. Then you keep going. Tom tells me then, Andre Dillett, and you heard Jen say it during her update, Andre Dillett. Going now to Tennessee. He's going to get a job with the Tennessee Titans. Now he's telling me Marcus Epps is going to the Raiders. So the defense, we see the players. They're starting to go out the door. We knew that they weren't going to be able to keep everybody coming back for the 23 season. It wasn't going to happen. We knew that. And we knew it was going to be impossible when you have a top five defense most of them played well all season long. That was going to be tough to make sure that you come in now and keep a good number of those players, especially on big money stuff. We still don't know about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. We don't know about James Bradbury. We have no idea about Fletcher Cox. And the same for Kaiser White. They're all still out there right now. And as Tyrone asked the question at the end of the best show ever, was the confident level on a scale of 1 to 10 of having a bit of a resolution for the secondary. Well, you got one right here where Marcus Epps isn't coming back. So that's one. Now it's about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and figuring out how they replace Marcus Epps, seeing if Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is more of a priority now and bringing him back, or even if it's James Bradbury, more of a priority and trying to figure something out there because he doesn't like what's on the market. And when you get Jesse Bates getting $64 million from the Atlanta Falcons for four seasons, that sets the market right there, too, as an all-pro-level safety 
for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and what his ability is maybe on the open market. And, of course, with his football team in the Philadelphia Eagles and seeing if he stays with the birds. So it's already going up. It's already beginning. It has already gotten started. So we want to talk about all the NFL news today and following up with the best show ever with what they talked about, about Davis and Dean, uh, similar to what they were asking, are they ready for this jump, if that's where they're going to go. Because you already lost one linebacker and T.J. Edwards. We'll play some of the audio from Tim McManus also on the show with the gang and what he talked about in terms of the replacements and what they're going to do, speaking about some of the players that could still be on the move or staying. We'll get some of the Tim McManus audio from the uh, speaking with the gang a little bit earlier. We'll play that throughout the show because Tim had a lot of nuggets. He was the one who broke the story about Brandon Graham on Monday, and uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Marcus Epps, according to Adam Schefter, this is from Tom Alvord. Thank you, Tom. Two years, $12 million, $8 million guaranteed. That's more than I thought. That's more than I thought. So, all right, I get it. You got two years. Uh, all right, that's more than I thought. I thought it would probably be somewhere about four a, a year. But remember the Jordan Schultz. Remember when Jordan Schultz reported it two weeks ago when he said, hey, I'm hearing other teams are intrigued about the versatility of Marcus Epps. Everyone's talking about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson because he's the big money guy. But don't sleep on Marcus Epps and his interest around the NFL. Two years, $12 million, $8 million guaranteed for Marcus Epps now going to the Raiders, who also picked up Jimmy Garoppolo on the free agent as tampering is underway today. So... There's going to be a lot of compensatory picks, as we already know. With that, that's, we'll figure all of that stuff out. But for right now, when we look at things here and looking at what the birds are going to have to do now, it's only the first, I don't know, six hours. First six hours. All is good, right? First six hours, not a big deal. It's not as if, it's not as if they're not going to be in the mix for some of these players. I believe they're going to have... Somebody announced at some point, I don't know who, I don't know when. I think that Howie Roseman has something up his sleeve because that's what he typically does. So that's what I'm leaning on. He'll get something done. He'll have something up his sleeve. There'll be something that we don't even think about. Look at some of these names that are available, secondary, linebacker, defensive lineman, even a slot wide receiver. We're looking at those things. I saw that somebody was saying that um, Darius Slay was telling Adam Thielen to come to Philadelphia since he was released and he could play in that slot, and he could. He could. May not have the speed that Quez Watkins has, but he can certainly uh, make sure that he's a possession guy in the slot and do some things there, help out the other weapons that they have. But so far, with all the guys that are out of the, out the door, with Javon Hargrave, Marcus Epps, TJ Edwards, Andre Dillard, who do you believe that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to miss the most coming into the start? Of this free agency. They're going to have to replace these people. They're going to have to do something. Jordan Davis. Nicobe Dean. As again the best show ever talked about. Those are two candidates right there. But they're going to now have to fill the safety position. I don't trust anybody back there already. Reed Blankenship. Kayvon Wallace. And and those guys. I don't trust them. And it's Zach McPherson. Replacing Bradbury. Or even if you had to put Avante Maddox on the outside. I don't trust them. I want more, and I know they're gonna, that we're going to get more from Howie Roseman. And it's early, so I'm willing to give time to find out what happens, but you know he's only going to get but so much time. 
as it all plays out. So, of the players that have already left the building, who will they miss the most knowing that they're already gone? Not replaced as of yet, but looking at the player and what they did a season ago, if you still believe that those players are good enough. And then we know Javon Hargrave is probably going to win this, but you might feel a certain way about T.J. Edwards. Or the same when it comes to Marcus Epps. Nobody really cares about Andre Dillard, but it was the depth that you had there and the luxury of that pick, having him behind the other tackles there, specifically Jordan Maialata since he can't go to the right side. I understand that, but the depth part is there, and it's going to be tough here for the Philadelphia Eagles as we see all these players walk out the door in terms of the reaction with all of you, even with us here on the radio, until we see something come down that a player is signing with the Eagles. So if something happens tonight while we're here with you for the four hours until 10 o'clock, we will inform you. We will let you know. Maybe you see it before we do and you send it our way and we get it that way from you. We'll do it all here together until midnight. 610-632-0975. Devon Givens with you until 10. On this Monday night, Tom Alvord here as well. We'll have leftovers at 945. And, of course, get his thoughts throughout the evening. Outside of the who you will miss part, because I think most people will say Javon Hargrave, but let's not sleep on what T.J. Edwards' impact was calling the plays for that defense in the middle of that defense for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's not ignore that part. Secondly, two weeks ago, I asked this question because of the number of free agents that were going to be on the defensive side that were going to be out there. And again, the thought of many of them walking out the door and you can't keep them all. So I wanted to ask you all again, now that we are here and we have already seen three starters on the defensive side leave the Philadelphia Eagles. The question then was, how would you feel if the Eagles will basically have to kind of carry things next season on the offensive side because of them taking a bit of a setback on the defensive side of the football? Sure, you're going to have Reddick, Sweat. Now you have Graham back, maybe Barnett. We'll see about the linebackers. We'll see about Slay now at this point. And now we have to see about the secondary with the safeties. Also, they're going to take a bit of a step back, at least that's how it looks right now. If they have to do that, how comfortable are you? And this is how we phrased it two weeks ago, where you're going to have to have an offense now maybe on steroids to carry things next season in some games because you're not going to have a top five defense anymore. You are still, we think, going to have a top five offense. And maybe you add another wide receiver for the slot position. Maybe you upgrade at the running back position from Miles Sanders and you have something better where they're going to have to outscore teams. And they did that because they won 14 games, so they outscored teams. But you know what I'm talking about, putting maybe crooked numbers up to help out the defense where the Eagles' offense is, again, supersized from last season into next season. And that's probably going to have to be the approach for this football team to win the games that we talk about, thinking that they can, again, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So we're going to recycle that one from two weeks ago and ask you, now that you have three starters out the door, Hargrave, Edwards, and Epps gone from the Eagles defense, we're waiting to find out about Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Fletcher Cox as starters, and even Kaiser White. The offense may have to carry things next season. If they are going to have to do that, 
How comfortable are you that the offense can do that and you still be a team that can contend for a Super Bowl next season? That's where we'll begin. What do you make of the moves already with the Birds leaving, losing four players, keeping two, the older guys, and Kelsey and Graham, they're certainly going to help. However, you just lost four players that were a big part of your team last year. And in terms of Dillard, it's because of the depth that you had at the tackle position, specifically on the left side. All right, 610-632-0975. That's where we wanted to start with you. We'll get to the Austin Eckler stuff, too, because that's interesting. That's fun. And just that's just fun to think about. So we'll we'll throw that around in a little bit and, and think about that one with the Austin Eckler part as he uh, looks like he wants to maybe explore some things and uh, possibly find uh, a trade partner to get out of to get out of where he currently is right now. And that is the Los Angeles Chargers. So that's going to be interesting to find out where where that is and what they could potentially do and maybe even moving on. Uh, from there and going somewhere else and somewhere else could potentially be Philadelphia. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying out loud, that wouldn't be a bad thing. That would be an interesting thing, but I, I know he wants money. So that would most certainly be very hard. So 610-632-0975. Are you going to have to outscore teams, outscore teams with your offense next season? Because you're losing players on defense, 610-632-0975. Is the offense put together like that where they can do that, having to make up now because the defense may not be a top five squad like it was a season ago? Jasper right away on Twitter says, Devon, outscore teams, quote-unquote outscore, end quote teams? How'd that work for the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Hashtag very concerned. Well, all I'll say is this, Jasper. Kansas City's defense wasn't good. I mean, that good. They won. It worked out for them. So while we say the Eagles, it didn't work out there, Kansas City, it did work out. And the Eagles still put up 35 points. So so as you say, the quote-unquote outscore, that is still outscoring and quite possibly it might have to be the formula going forward for this football team if they don't get the right people to come back and join the Philadelphia Eagles next season. Already three starters out the door. Andre Dillard on the offensive side. He's now gone. We'll see about Isaac Samalo. We mentioned the other defensive players. How is it going to be? How is it going to play out? And this one is going to be interesting as a legal tampering period in the NFL is already underway, and the Birds have already lost quite a few. They've already lost quite a few. So, We'll take your thoughts on it all all evening long here. And as things continue to drop here on this Monday, we will share them with you. Again, if you didn't hear, Marcus Epps, two years, $12 million, eight guaranteed, going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Four years for Javon Hargrave to the San Francisco 49ers. $84 $84 million, $40 million guaranteed. He got paid, and that's a team that I didn't expect to jump in once again on Javon Hargrave. The rich just get richer with that defense. Then, T.J. Edwards, the first guy to go off the board formally with the Philadelphia Eagles. T.J. Edwards, three years to the Chicago Bears. Got decent money to go to the Bears. We knew that they had money to spend. He's an Illinois kid, and he's going back home to pay, play for his hometown, Chicago Bears. That guy cashed out also. So now you have to figure out what you're going to do with the 
middle linebacker there who had a tremendous year, led the team in tackles. Javon Hargrave, 11 sacks in the interior of that defense, anchoring things. And one of your starting safeties that as much as he wasn't a big-name person, we didn't hear his name a lot in a bad way either. He was out there. He just did his part. He wasn't great, but he was good enough where it was okay for him to come back, in my book, to play for the Philadelphia Eagles in the Sean Desai defense. The other part of that, I wonder, too, is with Sean Desai coming in, does he think about some of these players? How much input does he have in this free agent period, speaking with Howie Roseman of the players, the type of players that he likes, and if he was like, yeah, you can let those guys go. You, if you, you identify some of these other ones and, and you're good with it, I'm cool with it because I think I can do this with these other players and it won't be a problem. So I don't know enough, but that's very, very interesting to me to find out as we go along. All right, 610-632-0975. We'll start off with Rasheen on the other side. We'll get to him. We'll get to everybody else. We'll get your tweets in here. We'll talk some hoops later because the Sixers have won five in a row. That's an NBA best currently in both conferences. A five-game winning streak right now for the Sixers, and they are a game and a half back of the Boston Celtics for second the second seed in the East and certainly uh, in, in the uh, – in the uh, four, what is it, four games back still of the Milwaukee Bucks. So they're still trailing three and a half games uh, from the Milwaukee Bucks. So we'll get into that later, update you on some Phillies things, and just continue to go around the NFL as news continues to drop. Jasper jumps right in. It worked for KC because they had a future Hall of Famer at quarterback and head coach aided by an inept Jonathan Gannon. All right, but the offense still scored. So uh, and we, this one is going to be interesting. It, it really is going to be interesting. Uh, to see how this thing plays out. We'll come back. We'll get your phone calls. Uh, if NFL tampering underway, free agency officially open the calendar. Uh, the league office really opens on Wednesday, but things are already dropping, and the Eagles have lost four players. We'll get into it all when we come back. Take your phone calls right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. Welcome back, 97.5 The Fanatic 6 o'clock hour is brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers Visit them on Route 17 in Marlton, New Jersey Or at FamilyJewelers.com South Jersey's Diamond Destination NFL free agency The frenzy is underway As the legal tampering period is open In the NFL And we have a lot of movement Not only around the league But also involving your Philadelphia Eagles So, so far of the moves Javon Hargrave is going to be the top one I know I'm, I'm okay. I get that part. I'm more interested in losing the T.J. Edwards part and the Marcus Epps uh, part of things, too, and how people feel about that and who you feel they're going to miss the most next season. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll leave it right there, and I know that Hargrave is going to win any question that we throw out there like that. But also, I do want to know how you feel about the others exiting the building, exiting Philadelphia and uh, now having to be replaced. So 610-632-0975. And are you ready for the Eagles' offense to have to carry things next season because the defense won't be as maybe top five, not as good as as this past season that helped to get them to the Super Bowl? And, and Jasper and I were just talking about it where, you know, he, he was able to reach out on Twitter and asking how that work out, how that work out for... Um, <laughs> how'd that work out 
for the can for the Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, we just differ in, in in that part of it. We know that the Eagles defense didn't hold up enough where they gave up technically 38 points, but we also know that they really just gave up what? 20 uh it was 38 so they gave up 24 points. That defense did in the Super Bowl. We know about the punt that brought him back to the five, and we also um, know about the fumble that went back to the house, courtesy of Jalen Hurts. They technically only gave up 24. So outscoring other teams, they lost by three points, and technically he is right when he says how that worked out because even though they put up 35, outscoring means put up more than the other team, and they did not. So we'll get your thoughts. 610-632-0975. We'll give you some uh, compensatory compensatory trick picks. Draft tracker. Uh, K- Jimmy Kemsky has that up already on Philly Voice. A.J. Brown is not happy. He, um, he has a BS on his tweet. So that means somebody's leaving, right? And he's not. Or he's just BS because the guys have already left. I don't know. I don't know. Tom, before we get to Rasheen, you're shaking your head. So, what, what, good evening. What's up, man? What are you shaking your head for? I, what does that mean? Or is it just BS because he, like, stubbed his toe or got a parking ticket or something it like that? It could be. Like, man, I have no it idea. Could be. But why, why are we doing this stuff right now, A.J. Brown? And then I think right <laughs> after he tweeted um, NB, which I guess I don't know what that means, NB. NB. Uh, nothing bad, I think people have said on Twitter. Like, okay. that's what it means. And then he goes, this ain't about football with the emojis looking up like oh, rolling okay. your eyes. But why, man? Like, yeah, when you're what is so important that you got to tweet right now? What when you're an athlete on? like that, you can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. You can't put that out. Come there. on, man. You can't. We're put already that out going there. crazy over here in Philly, losing all these guys. Don't that's, make us more crazy. like with us though. If if we, you know, um, something happens around here and we put BS, people would be like, "What? What happened?" He's AJ Brown. If you do that, everybody is going to want to know. What happened? We lose, what, four starters in three hours, and then we got A.J. Brown doing this? Come on, man. Read the room. <laughs> Read the room. All right, Love man. You. All right, we'll get to you in a minute, man. Get your thoughts on these moves. Let's start off with Rasheen and Winfield here on 97.5, the Fanatic, tipping things off. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? How you been? I've been all right, man. Staying busy. No complaints. Good, 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 good man. See, I had to stop calling because, like, this show, overall, take on Jalen Hurst, and beginning of the ball season, I, like I couldn't take it. Like, like so, so I had to wait till my man, you know, you, you know, did what he did, take us to the Super Bowl. Now I'm gonna call in because, like, like what I was hearing as far as him not being the quarterback for the Eagles, him not being this, him not being that. My man's about to be, my man's about to get paid, and I love it, and I love it. You talking about? Um, um, you about I'm, talking about how the callers just felt about him in general? Callers and the host. Callers and the host. Not me. Callers and the host. Not, yeah, not you. Well, but, you just, but, you just but, said this show. This, I am this yeah, show. No. <laughs> My fault. I ain't mean to show. I'm at the <laughs> station, but 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 even with okay, you, it was it was almost like a passive aggressive, like 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 type of like. Oh, I said I wanted. I said I wanted. I, I said I thought he should start. I just wanted to see if he could be okay. the if he could land himself as the okay. starter beyond this year, where they didn't have well, to did. try to go look for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or anything yeah. like that. And he did yeah, that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baba said, yeah, he did that, and he's better than Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, throw Aaron Rodgers in there. But but moving but moving on to next year, the Kansas City Chiefs had the number four pass defense. So I hear when people say it wasn't a, a good a good defense. Like, like people got to show me, like, where they weren't good at. They were number five in the NFL in sex. So, so, so yes, the Super Bowl, 
it seemed like they weren't a good defense, and even was was the Eagles. But you just played two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and nine times out of ten, that's what's going to happen. Um, 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 but moving forward, I do want us to to, to, to continuously to put a premium on having a good overall team. Period. I don't want to go into a situation where we got to kind of because I already know this. You know, it happens like when you pay a high price quarterback. But, but I want to go to a situation where you're almost forgetting about one side of the ball. And now look, and, well, I, we don't need them to be top five again, but they can't be in the bottom twenty. And that's that's they can't. That's the whole thing. That's that's why they I'm asking the question: Are you ready for that offense to carry things? Where there'll be at least the ones that we're looking at saying, "All right, they got to come into this matchup, this particular I mean, matchup against this team, and have to put up some big numbers in order for them to win this game." But but I think they will, and, and this is something that you're going to see almost all. I mean. Throughout the whole season, because we played the AFC East, right? If I'm mistaken, so we played the Bills, and like, like, and right. We played the Miami Dolphins, right? So, for so for me, like, 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 I need us to have a good, a good defense. Like, like, I can't go into a where where we just have guys out there. But, but I also don't want to talk on the side of my mouth because let's not forget that Marcus S was an undrafted rookie uh, that we brought to the team, and, and so was TJ Edwards. Those mm-hmm. guys weren't drafted, so. So, but they also yeah. didn't start right away. They they found no, right, themselves right, into right, them right, right now. And when they got here, yeah. and you know, when they got here, while they were pieces, they were pieces on special teams. Now we're talking right. about a football team like when they got here that, you know, well, at least now TJ was here for three years. Marcus Epps was here. It seemed like it was just a little bit longer being able to help on special teams. This is a Super Bowl contending team. So you at least want a guy that's coming in that's ready to contribute on that side of the football that you're talking about, where if they are undrafted, if they're exceptional, they'll find their way on the field and that will work out. But they weren't the same at that time where we are right now. And I think, but I think they look at Reed Blankenship as almost like that. Now, I don't. Now, you, know, you can you can I, mark this one down for next year on this it. on this show. I don't look at him like that. Yeah, right. And, and, and that's fine because, like I said before, I'm pretty sure everybody was saying the same thing about these players once we got him. Even with Javon Hogger, when we signed him, he wasn't this overall big type of free agent. Even when I found him right when he signed here, he wasn't the overall big time free agent until the season started. And, and then they, they played their way into that. So I'm fully confident that Howard Roseman is going to be able to put a team okay. or, 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 or Jesus on the field that's going to be good. Now, it's not going to be to the same type of level as last year, but you also got to remember, we had the number one overall pass defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would happen again. And we, and we led the lead in sacks uh, uh, last year, and I don't think that would happen again because you're losing hard game. My, I want to see CJ GJ back. Like, 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 like. Yeah, it's still time. I, I need to see CJ GJ back. He's a 25 year old uh, up and coming safety, and 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 he's an elite playmaker. All right. And when you're losing like TJ Edwards, you're losing as as much as many guys on defense as we are. We, we need to. Well, let me let me ask you this: since you just said since you just said his name, and you don't want to leave, you lose Charlie Gardner Johnson. Of the guys that they've already lost, who's going to be the biggest? Uh, what the M- biggest impact there that will be felt with this? Football I don't want to take. I don't want to take nothing away from TJ Edwards just because of, of where he came from. But, but I think Marcus F. His ability to play so many different roles okay. in so many different positions was without you even like like understanding it. And this is not even something that's coming from me. Like you know, I listen to people who are smarter than me. So 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 when people really broke down like like the responsibilities for Marcus, and you he, he also about look at it. He was never off the field. That man played all seventeen. I games. know. That's what I'm saying. We and I, and I brought that up already, Sheen. Listen, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you starting this off. I brought that up already where I said Marcus Epps was good, partly because we didn't have to hear his name all at all because he was do- when we did hear it, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. It wasn't bad stuff. It was good stuff. He wasn't an all pro. He wasn't an alternate at as a pro bowler. But he was good. 
He was more than just fine. He was solid enough for this football team and was happy to have him. And I, I thought that they would probably bring him back age 27. Not too old, not very young, not going to cost you a lot. Bring him back. He's gone. He's going to the Las Vegas Raiders two years, 12 million, 8 million guaranteed. What's up, Tom? Played 1,058 defensive snaps for the Eagles last season, the most by any Eagles defensive player. Marcus Epps. Marcus Epps. Not, not here anymore. How do you feel about that, Marcus Epps? First of all, that was the first answer to our question of where would the impact be felt most. Not Javon Hargrave. What would Marcus Epps Rasheen did? Uh, yeah, I mean, all these guys, their impact's definitely going to be felt at some point. It's just a matter of who is the most. I think the easy answer is Hargrave, just how dominant he is. Uh-huh. And when you see the stats that he put up this year as an interior D lineman, it's pretty pretty remarkable. Um, when it comes down to it, when you lose a guy like Hargrave, I think a lot of people were fine with that because we knew how much money he was going to get. He was probably the top defensive tackle on the market. But you're you're cool with losing a guy like that if you're bringing back other guys on your who were on your roster last year. So whether that's a bigger signing like a guy like Chauncey Gardner Johnson, where some of that money's going to, or you don't sign Hargrave, but you are able to bring back guys like Edwards and Epps. Now that we see all these guys are going, except for Bradbury and CJGJ, I would think probably by the end of the night we'll, we'll find something or hear something hopefully about one of the guys. Who knows? But I think that's part of the reason why people have a problem. With what's going on and, and that like, hey, you lost Hargrave. We were expecting if you're going to lose Hargrave to at least get one of these guys back. So far, that hasn't been the case. Of course, there's plenty of time left when it comes to Epps himself. Um, Epps was really solid. He was a solid safety for this That's team. It. it wasn't anything spectacular, but sometimes you, you have need... all pros all over the place. Correct. You have to have those technically regular guys there, you too. You have to have just solid starters on your team. That's like, I, I would say Isaac Sayamalu, but he was better than that uh, this year. But in previous years, I looked at Sayamalu as a solid guard in this league. This year, I think he took a jump, and you could argue maybe that's all the talent around him, whatever it may be. But you need those solid type starters on your team. That's what Epps was. Right now, who knows with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he's probably going to get at least $16 million when you see some of this money being thrown around to these safeties. Like, there was another safety that went elsewhere, too. Von Bell. Von Bell. Both uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati guys. Cincinnati guy, yep. Um, um, where did he, Buffalo? He, I forget off the top of my head. I'll, I'll look it up. Real quick. I'll look yeah. it up while um, you talk. Go ahead. But, but yeah, so you don't really have, I know Reed Blankenship, people are excited about him. Man, Reed Blankenship, I don't know, are you going to be able to trust him as your everyday safety? Panthers, sorry. Panthers. Panthers. There we go. And uh, and what Bates went to the Falcons. Falcons, that's right. Yeah. Um. But when you yeah, when you look at they lost they both have, of their guys. That's what, yeah. <laughs> seriously, that's it's Sally Cap League, man. It's tough to keep all these guys. But just knowing that you don't necessarily have a a steady replacement ready. I know people are excited about Reed Blankenship. I don't know if I can count on that dude for seventeen games. No, plus it's the no disrespect to him. No, I just man. we don't know yet. I like him better as your third safety rather than your starting I safety. Agree. So uh, I understand why they didn't do it. They're going to get a compensatory pick. He's costing a lot of money. I understand that, but it right now and like I said, there's still time left. But right now, it hurts time. To see. we're only six hours in. It feels like one hundred and six hours <laughs> right. in, man. But yeah, still a lot of time left. But it does hurt to see all these guys go. All right, I'm trying to I'm trying to find the numbers here uh, for Von Bell just to kind of get a sense of where everything is, but we'll find out as we continue to go along. Again, Marcus Epps out, Javon Hargrave out, TJ Edwards also out, three Eagles starters gone, and also for Andre Dillard, the offensive tackle, backup offensive tackle, signing with the Tennessee Titans. Still don't have any numbers there for him as I continue to try to search for that, but that is the... I'll get it for you. Yeah, just that's it for Andre Dillard. Oh, three years, $29 million. Wow. 
It's nice money, man. I guess I'm not As a surprised. Guy started what? Like five games as a career? Yeah. I guess I'm not surprised. Three years, 29. So you basically, you know, $10 million a year taking a chance. A lot of, a lot of guards already off the board, too. So. They lose Taylor Luan. The Titans do. So they had to replace the left tackle. They seem like they're in a rebuild mode anyway. Yep. So get a guy, hey, let's see what can happen. Maybe we throw a dart. Ends up hitting whatever it may be. So I understand it. But, yeah, it's a lot of money. For a guy who's really unproven. Yeah, That's definitely. All. Yeah. 610-632-0975. Devon Givens with you until 10 o'clock here on this Monday night. NFL free agency tampering period already underway. A lot of movement in the league. Let's go to Mark and Belmar next here on 97.5. Mark, how you doing? Devon, what's good, brother? How what's you happening, man? Listen, man, I mean, everyone just got to relax. I mean, we, we weren't going to be able to – Hargrave obviously was, in my in my opinion, obviously the biggest piece of this free agent, of our of our free agents, but we just couldn't afford him. I agree. With the Redskins uh, giving their guy that contract, we already knew we were burnt for Hargrave. It is what it is. I mean, and at the end of the day, the guys we drafted from Georgia have to step up. Yep. In both positions, Davis and Dean, it's very obvious. That's why we drafted the guys. Um, they were on one of the best defenses in college football history. So, I mean, they just got to perform at the end of the day. I mean, Marcus Epps kind of hurts being lost. I mean, but even putting Trey out there, or Trey, excuse me, Slay out there as trade bait, I mean, isn't a bad, isn't a bad opportunity for Howie and the team, right? I mean, say they do get Slade, they get, they get out from under that contract. I mean, it's a possibility to either sign CJ and Bradbury or just bring back at least Bradbury and draft a corner to grow across from. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yep. there, there's a lot of pot. I mean, obviously, we don't want to lose our guys, but these guys deserve to get paid. They, they were paying, they were playing at, at top. And, I, and I think, I think, Mark, most people were fine with it, especially when you, you know, you're at, at the Super Bowl. Most people are like, ah, oh, we know they're going to leave. Just get the Super Bowl, get the trophy, of and course, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for helping us get our second championship in five years. Uh, but once reality set in, and, and you lost the game, most are like, all right, I know they're probably going to leave, but, man, it's going to stink to watch them. Yeah, yeah, now, I mean, because of the loss, the, the, the them leaving is even more sour than originally planned, right? So, I mean, I, we have to now, if now it's, it, it's all about the draft. I mean, how he's got to work his magic with trades and contracts and restructuring and all, all that jazz that he somehow is a magician with. I mean, but there's guys in the draft that can replace these guys. I mean, we brought back Graham. I mean, granted, it's a two-year deal. He's a veteran in the locker room. But there's guys available. I mean, if Jalen Carter drops maybe even two spots ahead of us, trade up to get him. Or if we can grab Nolan Smith. And then if we go the corner route, there's guys like Gonzalez, Witherspoon. I mean, there's players out. I mean, look at, the, look at it. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl with two rookie cornerbacks. So, I mean, the pass, the pass rush is most important. So, if I, we grabbed another guy like Smith, anybody from that Georgia defense. Uh, uh, I hear you on that, the, yeah. He would be yeah. the Philadelphia Bulldogs. But, I mean, and at the end of the day, I mean, that pass rush is so imperative to a successful D. But if we're not going to get those guys or bring those guys back, it, we have to sign CJ. I mean, we have to have a guy over the top to, to, to cover the safeties. Because, obviously, Slay had a great first half of the season. And he's not a declining corner by any means. But he's almost 30 years old. You know, like, he did, it, he did his time here he's obviously he's ingrained in the community and the fan base but you can't get attached to players like that at the end of the day it's a business i mean the eagles are trending upward the offense is elite no we're definitely not going to draft the running back at 10 and we're not going to pay anybody crazy money running or excuse me pay anyone crazy money to play the running back position so we can get an alabama guy like gibbs at 30 or in the second round i mean we're in a great spot we just have to maintain at least cj or bradbury at the end of the day one of them if not both 
All right, and right now, uh, I know you said Hargrave, but of the other guys, who's the biggest loss? Edwards, Epps, and, you know, we'll include Dillard for this. Uh, well, I mean, if, if we're not going to do Hargrave, it's got to be Epps. I mean, you could say Hargrave if you want, just continue with that. Uh, yeah, well, it has, uh, the biggest loss is definitely Hargrave, but when it comes from a defensive standpoint, I mean, if you have Epps a rotational guy, ro- rota- rotational guy like Epps that comes in and makes plays and obviously lowers his shoulder, mm. that, that's just, that's a, when I, I didn't even know he got signed until I hopped on the phone. I mean, that's, that's a heartbreaker to lose because that's a guy that doesn't get paid crazy money, and he was important on your defense to step in. I thought he would go Love join it. Gannon in Arizona, but, I mean, at least he's going to the AFC. No, nah, man, thanks for the call, Mark. Appreciate, Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Uh, another Epps, huh? Two in a row for Epps. Look at that. Who knew? Who knew he had fans here? I didn't. I mean, not like you know, it was only two so far, but who knew? I mean, for you to not hear his name, and that's it's a lot like offensive linemen. If you don't hear their name, you could even say corners as well. If you don't hear their name, that means most most of the most of the time, excuse me, they're doing pretty good out there. That's a good thing. Um, having Chauncey Gardner Johnson lost for what was it six games this season? Having a guy like Blankenship, all that interchanging, everything like that at the safety position, and for them to still be really solid, and for him to still be really solid, yeah, I'm. I'm a, I'm not shocked, but I'm a little sp- bit surprised of how much love he is, has been getting here tonight. Yeah, how about that, man? 610-632-0975. Do you, you have those numbers on Von Bell? I, find still, I don't know really? if they're released, yeah. Wow. Went to the Panthers and still no numbers, huh? All right. But then other guys, their numbers are released like almost automatically. Yeah, so. from the same people. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. Bates, I'm not sure if you said it, four years, $64 million 64 with him. $64 million yeah. with Atlanta. How much guaranteed? Did that? Is that, is that they out there? did say yes. I lost it. That's all right. Put it back up. Nah, it's all right. no, I Sixty-four it. is a lot, and I mean that's that's the whole point of it with Chauncey Gardner Johnson. It's a lot of money. Who's the better player? Doesn't say anything guaranteed. It says thirty-six million in his first two years of the deal for Bates. Thirty-six. Yeah, in the first. Right, so two he gets years. eighteen. When we were looking at the numbers last week, we said. 17 and a half up to 20 when we were talking about like Shield and what Jimmy Kemsky had put out there, Tim McManus, all that stuff. We were putting out their numbers of what they were projecting it out to be. 17 and a half to 20 for Hargrave. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, 13. Bradbury, 13. Epps' number was like four, something like that. You got six, basically. And, Bates, and eight million up front? Eight million guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah can't see it. Guaranteed. Uh, Bates, 23 million in year one. That's what he's getting paid. Wow. Like, I know it's the Falcons. They probably have some room in year one because they're kind of rebuilding still this year. But still, that's uh, it's hefty. a lot of money. It's hefty. Let's go to Rob Mid in Philly next on 97.5. What's up, Mid? What's going on, B? How you doing? Pretty good, man. Thank you. We're losing too many players, man. <laughs> See? Man. Rashid Rush, told us earlier, don't worry about it. Mark said, don't worry about it. Man, you said, no, man, it's too many guys already out the door. Four, Ooh, gone. Many, man. We can't. We're losing starters at every position on defense. But 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 you didn't know that was going to happen, that you were going to lose did. some it's, of it's them. The, the reality of actually seeing them drop off the board like this. Now, now, when you also see the numbers, does that change how you feel about them coming back or what the Eagles could have possibly done to bring them back? The Hargrave one, yeah. I, I knew we wasn't going to be able to. Uh, like somebody just said, uh, who, somebody just took a defensive tackle and gave him too much money, so I knew we weren't going to be able to get him. 
But uh, T.J. Edwards, I think that was a that was a team friendly deal to me. Could have kept him for that. Got and it. I don't get why they why they trade Raquan Swift just to uh, pay two linebackers. I think to pay two linebackers instead of one because he was making a lot of money. Yeah. So so uh, I seen something online that said we could create thirty million in space if we restructure Slay and Johnson. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they both willing to do that because we need that thirty million tomorrow. Well, Lane Johnson does it every year. So if there's one guy who might do it, if he can do it then he would probably do it for sure. And I think Slay wants to be here, so I, I wouldn't say that. And we have, Tom had some audio from him uh, earlier today. He and I were looking at it. We'll maybe play that. He said last week when, you know, the reports came down about all the information about him wanting a whatnot, or that they gave him permission to seek a trade. He said, I didn't ask right. for one. Right, right. I saw that, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess they just saying he, he's, in, he's too old to get a new contract before, at this time. For what he wants, yeah. Right. And uh, one more thing. Did, are they, are they like, in a good cap break next offseason? Mm, probably better, but remember, now they're going to have to sign Jalen Hurts, too. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, because I think they had a lot of dead cap. They're still paying, like, Brandon Brooks and all these, like, I don't think know. think he got they $9 million dollars this year, Brandon Brooks? Yeah. yeah. They're going to they gonna have to do something. They're going to have to really have a crazy offense this year. That's all I was saying. So are you comfortable uh, with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't be too far back on defense, though. Like, we can't fall to 20 or nothing like that. We still got to be, like, top 15. All right. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you. Said they can't drop in the 20s. They got to stay in the top 15, still do some things, get to the quarterback, get those sacks, hopefully still get those – covered sacks based on what the secondary is doing. I th- I agree with you, and I even, as we I debated with Rasheen a little bit earlier, I still believe that they uh, will be in the NFC Championship game next season. I think they're that good. Wow. Uh, yeah, okay. because I think the offense is that good, and I hmm. think they'll upgrade at that slot position where it won't be Quez Watkins. He might be a four or something like that, but they'll get a better player in there where they will uh, have that opportunity to do that. Do that. And you got... Year three of Devontae Smith, who's already fantastic. He's right, probably, right, right. he's going to be better. I don't even care who the running back is because I know the offense is just going to roll. No, nah, I do. I want one. I want uh, Robinson or uh, the guy you said, Jamar, Jamar Gibbs. Oh, Gibbs. Oh, so you, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, look, I, I, I would like a nice talent at in the backfield with him. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be Miles Sanders. It could basically be anybody with some talent there, and they can get it done. I don't think Gainwell can do it. Not by himself, no. Not, not for me, no, right. no, no, no. I'm and uh, you were saying something about Thielen. I don't know if I want him in the slot. I think they need to get a speedster right there. Well, we'll see if that's via the draft, or we'll see if anybody else um, they identify their mid in the um, free agent period. Because we we talked about some names like Marvin Jones Jr., veterans that are out there. Right. Jones Jr., who do you say, Robert Woods? Adam Thielen now just got released. There'll be other names. There'll be other names. They'll be out there. But listen, man, what thank about, you. Uh, oh. uh, DJ Chark? Is he out there? Yeah, he's out there too. Um, I think he's like 26 or something like that. I like the name. I, I would wonder if he wants to. I think he might want to be on the outside. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I do like DJ Chark, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Have a good night, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for the call. 610-632-0975. We'll also, and since we talked about the running backs, we're bringing the Austin Eckler part of things 
on the other side. Get your thoughts there. 610-632-0975. Asking you how you feel about the names already out the door for the birds. Hargrave, Edwards, Epps, and Dillard. Gone. Back for the birds. How about Graham Kelsey announced today via social media that he's coming back. And Brett Toth also coming back. That's right. Three guys coming back. No worries. Those guys, they're back. No worries. Still got to do something or else these Eagle fans are going to lose their minds. And we might be right there with it. But we'll see how it all goes. Who's the biggest loss so far? And are you ready for the offense to really carry things next season? Should the Eagles take a step back on the defensive side? We'll get to the running back part. We'll also maybe let you hear Howie Roseman and Jason Kelsey um, celebrating together in, 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 in his way. We'll get to Howie Roseman and Jason Kelsey when we come back right here. 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Gibbons. On 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. 97.5 The Fanatic. Ryan Givens with you, 610-632-0975. Got a question about Austin Eckler. We'll get to that in just a second. But as we mentioned, Jason Kelsey coming back to the Philadelphia Eagles. He will be back with the club once again. He announced it on social media. And uh, we also saw after he announced it on social media, we saw it on his podcast. Uh, They had put it out on social media, the New Heights podcast with he and his brother Travis Kelsey of the interaction between he and Howie Roseman as things were agreed upon. Here, If you didn't hear it or see it, we allow you to hear it. Here it is. Awesome. All right, let's celebrate this right now. A little mezcal, a little phosphoro. You know, we got two guns right here, Kels. All right. We're going to celebrate. Which one's and, this one? Um, this is the top, the panka. Gee, that is a half. That's mine? Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're doing it by body type. We're doing it by body and, here, and here's my 119 pounds. Nah, nah. This is my weight class. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and ne- to next year in Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. We got a long Vegas. way to go. Let's go. That's what it is. Again, that's from the New Heights social media account on, on, on Twitter. We got it from. Tom was able to get that. And first things first, you have to see it because, look, man. We always talk about how good of a job he does. <laughs> he's an awkward guy. Just, you know, so he's an awkward guy. You know, you know how with some you overextend yourself to do the bro shake and all that stuff and you wanna how he's an awkward guy. But you know, not the voice thing. I don't care about that part. It's just the body language stuff that I always look at him like, all right, dude, <laughs> you know, good for you, but whatever. Um Yeah, the the celebration and Vegas. I think Howie Roseman has something up his sleeve. 
said this last week. I think he has something up his sleeve. Tim McManus also pointed out how he's not going to leave things bare, right? We'll get to that audio in a bit. He has something up his sleeve, I think. It may not be as big as A.J. Brown. James Bradbury was late. So he didn't really do much there except for wait for the Giants, wait the Giants out, and so many spots were already filled, and they were able to go and acquire and get a deal done with James Bradbury. I I don't I don't know I don't know I think I think he has something up his sleeve. I think he has something up his sleeve. What about you? We'll be back to the phones. Definitely, yeah. I don't know if it's on the same level as as you mentioned AJ Brown or Chauncey Gardner Johnson or James Bradbury. But one thing Howie loves doing is making trades. That's for sure, especially around this time of year. So. Even though they might not have a ton of money to spend on the free agency market and maybe there's not a ton of names that you want out there on the free agency market, there's always guys looking for new places to be. There's always guys that are unhappy with their situation, much like James Bradbury was last year. Now, I understand it was a release and then they sign him, but situations like that where, all right, I got one more year left on my deal. I'm not going to do well with this team because this team is not good enough. Please trade me if you're not going to resign me because I need to have the best year possible on a one-year deal. I don't know who that is. I don't know what type of player. I don't know what position that player may be. But Howie Roseman, he they realized it. They realized that they were going to lose these guys. Like not everybody. They but they realized probably a majority of the guys that are free agents for this team they were going to lose. But they still realized they have a Super Bowl type window because Jalen Hurts is not going to be making a ton of money next season. That even if he signs an extension an hour from now. Next year, the cap hit isn't going to be huge, most likely, because he's still going to be playing on that rookie deal. And then it goes and inflates to a ton of money years after that. So they still realize that this is a win-now Super Bowl team, especially when you look at not just the rest of the NFC East, but the rest of the NFC, as a lot of us know. So I don't know what that move is going to be, but I am confident that Howie does have something up his sleeve and that we're going to get some talented guys in here. Yeah, we're going to get something done. Something done where it may not be as bad of a hit as it at least appears right now. Of course, when you exit, when you have people exiting and you don't have a replacement, doesn't look good. But it's, we're only seven hours in, and it's the start of free agency, the tampering. Things will get done. We'll find out where it is. I'm looking at Albert Breer's tweet here about Chiefs offensive tackle Jawan Taylor. Four years, $80 million, 18.9 in the signing bonus, $20 million in cash due each year. $19.5 million base for 25 becomes fully guaranteed in March 24. At that point, full guarantee climbs to $60 million in 2024 for Juwan Taylor. So they lost Orlando Brown, and they lost Wiley on the other side and went to uh, Washington. So Hassan Reddick gets to go at him next year and pay back, in a sense, pay back a little bit. Also... Former Eagle great Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton got a new game. He was with the Broncos, right? Re-signing with the Broncos. Three years, $18 million, Good for $9 him. Million guaranteed. Good On for a really him. good defense last year in the Denver Broncos. Everything else sucked about the team, the offense. He was all right last year. Not he watched a decent amount of Denver. He was all right. Yeah, three years, $18 million for Alex Singleton. That's... uh a little bit surprising. I didn't watch a ton of every single snap or anything like that, but whenever the Broncos were on, I always like to watch and make fun of them, and you'd see some plays here or there. But uh, big money being thrown around today, man. Big money. We're seeing uh, the offensive line guys are getting a lot of money. Even, I mean, just because of the Dillard part that we also talk about. He got three years for 29. He played five games. I was looking at Wiley. Um, what, what was Wiley's um, 
his was like thirty million too, right? I think three years, twenty four million. He got with the Commanders. Look at his money compared to he just won a Super Bowl and played. A lot of money being yeah. thrown around. Yeah, man. There is. I guess people realize of how, how important offensive line play is. And I think I, it wouldn't shock me if teams around the league are looking at how the Eagles do it, where you're building in the trenches. You always have a good D-line and always have a good O-line. And specifically that O-line, like your, your quarterback having a good offensive line. I mean, we saw it a couple years ago. Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where the O-line was a mess. They could get nothing going and they get pretty much blown out in that game a couple years later. Obviously a different player and everything like that. But you see what happens when they have a formidable offensive line, which they did. So I think teams around the league are looking at how the Eagles do and other, and other teams out there. The Eagles aren't the only ones, but when it comes to the O-line, how much depth that they have, the top guys, being able to find guys and keep guys in your organization. Offensive line is extremely important. You could argue you could argue left tackle is the most important position on the field besides the quarterback. Honestly, you could have that argument if you wanted to. So it's always good to have an offensive line. I'm just happy that the Eagles are or a couple years ahead of everybody else when it comes to this uh, building through the line kind of thing. And real fast, the projected compensatory picks that Jimmy Kemsky has up here on Philly Voice. He also has it just simply on his Twitter without even having to open it up. But go ahead, open it up. Read Jimmy's the best. Three, five, six, and a six so far for the compensatory picks. Which isn't a bad thing. Like, obviously, it's losing those guys, but knowing that you're going to be retaining some picks in here, and that maybe gives them more flexibility at the draft. Maybe they're comfortable with trading away a certain pick because they know they have all these picks hanging out here next year. Maybe they're comfortable trading down. And maybe even next year they're comfortable trading away their own fourth rounder, say, for next year's draft. Not this year, but next year's draft for a player who's ready to win now, like a guy like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson type player, because they know they have a fourth rounder and a compensatory pick or a third rounder and a compensatory pick. So Howie's always aware of that stuff. It sucks to see the guys go, like Edwards, Epps, and everything like that. But it's nice to know that... On the back burner, there is a little bit of hope there for the future seasons. A little bit. A little bit. And remember, folks, that's not until 2024, those picks, not 2023. Only five picks this draft coming up next month for the Eagles. Two firsts, a second, a third, and seventh, I think it is, for the Birds. So those are your five picks. So they're going to have to do some work. How he likes picks. I don't see him with just five picks in April's draft. I just don't see it. There is a point zero 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 one percent chance that they only have those five picks in their in that exact same slot on yeah. draft day yeah. and draft weekend. Yeah, he's going to do something, something. All right. Also, Tim McMahon is on the best show ever a little bit early. He talked about, again, as we just said, uh, leaving things bare. He was on ESPN.com's own Tim McManus, contributed to 97.5 The Fanatic with the best show ever. Here's what he had to say about Howie Roseman making sure that it's not too empty. But I don't think that Howie Roseman is just going to leave this thing bare. I mean, and if you look at Hargrave as an example, like the first time he signed here, it was to a very reasonable $39 million contract. And now that thing has ballooned at $84 million. And I think the Eagles are going to be living more in the reasonable contract range, looking for veterans at a discount, looking for guys that that didn't, for whatever reason, cash in on the first wave of this free agency frenzy. And so I think that there is there is going to have to be some patience here. And make no mistake about it, like there's going to be a talent drop on the defensive side of the ball from last year to this year. That's inescapable. 
Uh, but I but I do believe that that they're going to kind of grind this thing out uh, from now through like August, you know, getting some pieces in. So the picture that you see at the end of, you know, come, let's say Wednesday is going to look different. I think by the time they, they're really starting to get ready to suit this thing up. Tim McManus again on with the best show ever earlier today. But what is that going to look like? Those players from now through August as we get ready for training camp, who are those players and how do they shape and form our opinions on this? If this team, can get back to a Super Bowl? That's the question. That's the question. Do you all see with the base that they will still have? Because if you look at all the starters, the only starters that we're talking about, Graham wasn't a starter. So Sweat, Reddick, Jordan Davis wasn't a starter. Slay, Maddox, that's four, right? So far, that's four. The other seven, up in the air. Up in the air, but Edwards is already gone. Epps is gone. The same for Hargrave. So four are still here. Three are gone. And we're still waiting for the other four. And who knows what they are slide, too. Right. Right. Uh, I'm not worried. Again, it's just more of like most people. You just want to find. You do want it. You want, when you see all these names, you want to see your team's name, too. And that's what you want to see. You want to see their name, too. You want to see the Eagles not on the other side where they're losing said player. You're on the other side where you're saying, all right, the Eagles got this player. And, all right, cool. All right, great. This is this is perfect. This works out. But not so much. And that's, that's just yet. That's part of the reason I do have confidence in Howie Rosen is because we've seen some of these deals happen where at the time we were like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens with this player. We don't know a ton about him. They haven't proved a ton. But then it ends up being a tremendous signing and ends up being a steal, like Javon Hargrave was a couple years ago, as Tim McManus mentioned, like a guy like Brandon Brooks, and I know that contract's still on the hard cap and everything like it that. Was right now, it. He was worth it. At one the, of the time, though, yeah. yeah, it was really good. Even Malcolm Jenkins, like, I know he was one of the higher-paid safeties that year. But he was third. Exactly. And, and he ended up being the best one out yes, of that group. So yeah. maybe that's, that's the signing I'm looking forward to with Howie this year, because it's not going to be the number one free agent uh, off the board coming to the Eagles or anything like that. But it's going to be, all right, this under-the-radar guy that we don't know about who ends up being a really, really good piece for this team, and you end up getting them for a lot cheaper than you uh, – maybe resigning your own guys or going out there and overspending for the big names. Might be a trade like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You, you never know. You, you just you just don't know. You don't know how it's all going to play out, where they're going to come from, who's going to be the one that steps in here and add to the group. And when Tim is talking about it, the thir- three years, $39 million a couple of years ago, I remember – me and Joe Torty were here that night when it happened. And when it happened, Joe liked the player just like I liked him. I didn't know as much as Joe did, but I liked him from uh, uh, just enough because they went and added again to the defensive front. Fletcher Cox was still Fletcher Cox. We were looking at them saying, oh, okay, these guys are pretty good. But it was more of the concern as Joe and I were talking about him coming from that particular defense I think it was a 3-4 in Pittsburgh at that time. Could he play? What are they seeing in this offense, I mean, in this defense that we're not seeing? So maybe they do identify someone else. And maybe Sean Desai sees some players out there that he likes and, and expresses that to Howie Roseman, and they figure it out that way. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but I think he has something up his sleeve. I think he does something. I don't, As Tim said, He's not going to leave the cover bear. We that part we all agree on. That part we know. I I think he I think he gets some things done here 
for this football team. We just don't we just don't see it. We just don't see it right now. We just don't see who who's going to replace them and are they going to be good enough again for the offense to carry things but for them to still be a decent maybe top 15 type of defense next season where it's not that big of a loss. Uh Jay Bruno Jim Bruno on Twitter 3480 on Twitter says so we're going to be so bad they aren't even letting us play the 17th game. <laughs> well, you could play you could play 17th game. It'd be all good. Be all good. You'll be able to play. Don't worry about it, Jim. You won't be that bad. I still think they offensively, they're still going to be a top team in the NFL. Will they be able to then in the NFL get to the Super Bowl. Can they do what they need to do in the NFC? Get past the 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Minnesota Vikings, the teams that we saw a year ago that were right there in the mix. Are you going to be able to get past them? Don't know. The offense is going to be good. You still have defensive pieces. How good are those defensive pieces? Jesse Bates, $64 million over four years. What does that mean for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? T.J. Edwards, three years. Tremaine Edmonds, big money to go to Chicago. And they still have money, by the way. Number one cap this year. Yeah, still have money. And a boatload of picks because of that trade, too. Ah, I didn't see Sam Darnold went to the 49ers. 49ers, yeah. I didn't see that one. I knew Patrick Peterson, he went to uh, the Steelers. I did see that one. No running back movement yet. A lot of those guys. Uh, Matt Breida resigned with the Giants, but he? he's okay. a backup at this yeah. point. But, yeah, I think that's the only one. Montgomery, Sanders, Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. There's guys out there. There are guys out James there. James Robinson, my James guy. James Robinson, yeah. So that one dropped late Friday on us that we didn't get a chance to talk about it. It was late. We were on late, but we didn't get a chance to speak on it because of the Sixers game. But There was so much going on, too, that we had th- to get there to. There was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot. James Robinson, I know you say yes. I'm into it, man. It's not going to cost you a lot. Other than this year, he had two really, really good years for the Jaguars, but they decided they wanted to bring in um, Lawrence's guy and ETN, and I understand that, everything like that. But James Robinson, he's young enough. I think it won't cost you a ton. Um, you mix him with Gainwell and maybe like a running back in the third round, I'm all for it. All for it. All right, 610-632-0975 as we hang out with you until 10 o'clock. Uh, we're talking a lot of birds just to catch everybody up. Quickly, so far, the guys who are still here or at least still free agents and we don't have uh, any resolution as of yet. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, James Bradbury, Fletcher Cox, Kaiser White, we don't know anything as of yet. As far as the guys who have moved on, T.J. Edwards, three years to the Chicago Bears. Javon Hargrave, four years to the San Francisco 49ers. Marcus Epps, two years to the Las Vegas Raiders. And Andre Dillard, for any of you who did not hear this one either, Andre Dillard, three years to the Tennessee Titans, $29 million over the three years for Andre Dillard. So those are the moves so far with the, team, with the players leaving. The guys staying, you know about Brandon Graham from last Friday. Earlier today, Jason Kelsey announced via social media that he was coming back for another season. And Brett Toth 
as far as the depth goes there for the Eagles offensive line, he returns to the Eagles signing a new deal uh, back with the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's everything for the birds so far. And we're waiting to find out something good. We're waiting. Slay also still a part of the team, at least as of right now. And I'm refreshing Twitter every 40 seconds, people out there. So we will be the first to know. And we have NFL Network on. We got you covered. We'll have you all squared away as we hang out with you until midnight. We'll get into the the Sixers a little bit later. Uh, Jamal Parker, 723, our good guy Jamal from Upper Darby says, Devon, remember that I said this. Blankenship, Wallace, Dean, and Bradley, all starters on defense next year. I don't like that, Jamal. I would say no. You sure, Donovan? You're all to ego there. Tom Alvord, Blankenship, Wallace, Dean, and Bradley, all starters on defense next year. Right now, I don't like that. Starters on defense? Starters. Uh, nah, I'm good. If, that, if that's the case, that is a problem. The only Howie one that I'm comfortable job. with starting is maybe Dean. Maybe. And I don't even know that. Yeah, we haven't seen anything from him. We all know what he was at Georgia, but he also dropped to the third round for whatever reason. Couldn't overtake Kayvon Wallace last season, and his play dipped in the second half, but I think they didn't want to change anything because of the chemistry that they had with the starters. They had top five defense. No need to change it there, and they weren't losing games. No need to. Those four, as a group, no. No, Jamal, I'm out. That's like a bottom... 10 defense in the league, potentially. No. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. I mean, you might have your corners and they, everything might be fine, but you're talking about Sean Bradley and Kobe Dean as your two linebackers? No. I like them for depth. I don't like them both starting together. And then Blankenship and Wallace, neither one of them show, has shown me anything that I want them starting next season together. And Wallace has had some opportunities yes, as well. Yes, he has. And he has not earned He has made some plays. He's made some nice splash plays. But he, he, no, no. And Philly fan, 25 underscore 8, Ramid says, definitely in Devon on James Robinson. Got caught up in the numbers game in Jacksonville, but it's been pretty solid uh, so far before that. Also, I guess, got caught up in the numbers game in New York where they had Carter after, um, Brees af- after Brees Hall went down. They had Carter, and there was another one, um, Young guy who also stepped up late. I forgot his name. Uh, forgot his was name. Was it Ty Johnson? Yeah, it was Ty, Ty Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, so they had that thing going on. He got there late. He couldn't really do that it. That was a mess, too, with Zach Wilson. They were, yeah. he was, they trade for James Robinson, yeah. and then he's inactive like two weeks later. That was a mess over there. It so. really was. Brian Plymouth Meeting says everything is fine. Relax. Everything is fine. I didn't say it wasn't. Just saying so far. We're updating on everybody on what's happening. All right, we come back. We got JD, we got Dave, Mark, and everybody that's there. We'll get to your tweets. We'll also tell you about this Austin Eckler part that has us intrigued, at least, to talk to you about it right here until 10 o'clock, 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Givens on 97.5 The Fanatic. All right, 731 97.5 The Fanatic, 610 632 Javon Gibbons with you until midnight. We'll get to the Sixers a little bit, too. Five-game winning streak. Back on the road beginning on Wednesday in Cleveland. That's a big game. Final game of their three-game series, and they split the first two 
so far on the season. So we'll do that. 610-632-0975. Well, also, um, you know what? Let's hear um, Tim McManus on um, this Bradbury, Chauncey, Gardner, Johnson thing here. They're still here, technically, as of right now. Well, still free agents that have not signed on anywhere as of yet. Tim McManus with the best show ever a little bit earlier talking about Bradbury and Gardner Johnson. Bradbury's on the record saying that the Eagles have put out their interest to him, saying let us know when you get an offer so we have a chance to match that. But it's really going to come down with those two players in particular as to what that number comes in at. And there's obviously some interest that they're garnering from both of them. You can, If you just scroll on social media right now, you see that Gardner Johnson is talking back and forth with guys with Cincinnati who are trying to recruit him. <laughs> Uh, you're going to be seeing, you know, big numbers coming in. And it's just a matter of, is it within the Eagles' wheelhouse? But if it gets out of whack, kind of like it did with Hargrave, then I think that you're just going to have to swallow hard and, and try to find a replacement for these guys. Tim McManus, once again, on the best show ever, speaking about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and James Bradbury. We'll get to what he had to say about Darius Slay a little bit later. And the Cincinnati Bengals, yes, I saw the interaction. They're going back and forth on social media saying, hey, Cincinnati's all good here. Come hang out. They have two openings now. Both of their starters gone. Just like that. He would look good there, too, with that defense. No, nah, he'd look good here in Eagles Green. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, only yeah, place he'd look good. My bad. My, my bad. Jamal Counter's back with us here. Uh, Devon, nobody wanted Epps to start this past season either. We called him a journeyman. LMAO. Well, here's what I'll say about that, Maul. I did not want him to be a starter. I didn't at the beginning of the season. I was even excited when they designed Jaquiski Tart because I was curious to see how that played out. I liked Epps in the role that he was there with Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod where he was the third safety. I did like him in that role. I saw stuff, but not enough for me to ready for him to be a starter. Blankenship and Wallace, I don't know that I saw enough stuff to say that I'm comfortable with being starters. Now, you're right. Said the same thing last year about Epps, but at least for Epps, I said, I like him. I saw things. I just wasn't sure that he could be a starter. I don't know that I like those other two enough. I did like when Blankenship would come in and they would play the three safeties in the dime package and have one safety come up in the box a little bit more and help out in the middle of the field. I did like that. And he had some, he did some things. I, Ma, I just don't, I don't, I don't want him being my starting safety next season. I'm sorry, I just don't. I just don't. Let's go to uh, JD in North Wales next on 97.5. JD. My, my man, Devon. What's going on, man? What's happening with you, man? Oh, man, all is good. Everything's good. Everything's good. So listen, um, all right, so this is the thing, right? I'm actually happy with, with how he's doing. I'm I'm not mad that any of these guys left. Okay. Not not one of them. Okay. Um, what I seen this year from Jalen Hurts, man, was amazing, right? And 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 how we, you know, we have fifty four million in dead cap money, second most in the NFL, right? So how we is not in a position to go out and bid against itself, man? You don't do that with these guys. These guys are good. They're not great. Let them go ahead and play the market and see what's going on. You got Smitty coming down the line. You got a Pro Bowl left guard gonna be coming down the pike. You got these other guys that you drafted. Like, we actually got a chance, in my opinion. We actually got a chance to build the dynasty if we do this thing the right way and how we hit on his draft pick, 
right? So with yes. that being said, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take your time. Like I know it's the, it's the recess thing. Like every better than free agency start recess is out. Everybody wants to go play, <laughs> but, but, but you know, your mom ain't come home from work yet, man. You can't go outside. Can't go outside yet. You just gotta wait. You gotta be patient. Man. Yeah, and I'm 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 pretty good right now as far as the patient part because I do think, as I said earlier, JD, I think he has something up his sleeve. I think he'll do. I think, I, and we all know he's going to do something. The question is, what is it, and will we like what he does? So I'm good there. Um, I'm, I'm good there. I I personally did not want to see Javon Hargrave go over most of the other players. And now we just have to see what happens with Chauncey Gardner Johnson, James Bradbury as well. But you got to see. I think all that's going to depend on how much money they they, they command. I like it. It really matters what what another team is willing to pay. But don't don't put yourself. Don't continue to put yourself in this in this cap in this cap hell for lack of a better term. Don't continue to put yourself in this situation when you got this franchise quarterback that you got to build around. I think he learned from his mistakes with Carson Wentz, and I don't think he's going to do it again. I trust him, man. I, I think he's going to do what he got to do. Even if you got to sign a bunch of one-year mercenaries, man, watch first the second and third wave of free agency kind of like calms down. All right, now, so I, I like let, me, let me ask you this other part, which we were asking, which is if the Eagles' offense has to carry more of the load next season because the defense doesn't really – match them with the top five ranking like they both did last season, are the Eagles still in a good place where they can get back to at least the NFC Championship game? Let me, let me tell you something, Devine. When I went in the middle of the season, when Jalen Hurst was cooking, I seen an offense that, that was doing anything they want to anybody that stepped on the field. I seen them go for 300 yards running one week and go for 300 yards passing the next week. Right. This offense is, is, is right. And if, like I said, agree. you get a slot corner – and you get a, a, a slot receiver. Like a, yeah, oh yeah, a slot wide receiver. Sorry, slot wide receiver and a be, upgrade at running back. Because I really wasn't a, a Miles Sanders fan to begin with. To, you know, to, to be honest with you, but I know this. I know that all the potential of this offense. And everybody can say what they want about our head coach not calling plays. He designed them. He was the designer of the plays. It ain't like he ain't had no input on the offense. If he can design the plays, I don't care if you call him or not. They still his design, they still his game plan. So we still got the architect. We gonna be all right, man. I'm not, I'm not sweating, man. Not, not with this, not with this division and all that. I'm cool. Like long as we got Jalen Hurts in this offense, we gonna rock and roll, baby. Hey, listen, man. Love it, JD. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, as always, man. Don't be a stranger. We'll talk. All right, talk to you later, buddy. You got it, man. Really appreciate six one zero six three two zero nine seven five, man. Now, see, JD's not worried. Settle down, everybody. It's all good. No worries. And I don't think most people are 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 all that concerned that Howie Roseman isn't doing anything. I just think, I just think like most times with free agency, you want to see again your team's name called so you can then go and evaluate what they did, who they signed, do you like said player, and will he help or not? That's all. That's all. By the way, 610-632-0975. Got to say this. Got to say this. I watched Temple over the... I watched Temple my entire life of being able to pay attention to basketball and liking it early and then, of course, understanding it as I grew older of what was going on in basketball, how the game was played. Big Temple guy, all of that. Loved John Chaney when he was coaching Temple. Loved his teams said that if I was good enough to play college basketball, I wanted to play for John Chaney. 
I was not good enough to play college basketball and play for John Chaney, but I still loved Temple basketball. And one of the guys that I loved by watching was Aaron McKee. Tough hearing today that they let him go after the few seasons that he's taken over there at his alma mater because I felt like as bad as they were, as down as they were, when he took over, it was going to take some time to rebuild. And they were going to have to give him that time to allow him to rebuild. How long that was? Well, I thought it would be a little bit longer than this. I don't have the answer of how long, but longer than this. Because I did think that he would get next season at least with some more recruiting to see if the guys that he brought in were the ones that would help change the course of this program. And John Rothstein earlier, insider, college basketball insider, he uh, broke it earlier that he had a source stating that Aaron McKee was um, uh, on his way out. It's unfortunate. Temple then thanked him on social media with a thank you graphic and thank you, Aaron McKee. He's going to remain as part of the uh, basketball program, Aaron is. He's going he's gonna to stay there and help out. And it, it sucks, though, because Aaron is my guy. I, I love Aaron McKee. And um, he is going to be... Let me see. Will serve as the special advisor for athletics is uh, the title that they say here. Uh, Temple, when they put it out, said that he stepped down as men's basketball coach for the team. So if you believe that, whether you believe it or not, he's still going to stay on, though, and serve as the special advisor for the athletics at Temple University. So thought he would get a little bit longer time to turn this thing around. It sucks. Aaron's my guy. And, um, just didn't work out with the uh, Temple Hoops team, men's basketball squad. So we'll see who's next. We'll see who's up next, and we'll see where they go, what direction they, they uh, turn to to take over for the men's basketball program. So there's that. Thoughts on that, Tom? Real fast, and we get to everybody on the phones? Yeah, no, well, I guess it's good to know that he's staying in the organization with the school uh, as the what was a special director. Special advisor. Yeah, yeah whatever it was, uh, which is good. Um, had some really big wins this year over Villanova when they were ranked at the time. Obviously, the season didn't end tremendous for him, and beating Houston when they were number one. But talking to guys like uh, Andrew Alchunis and Ray Dunn, who uh, went to Temple and followed the school, much like you do as well, Pat Egan, yeah, Pat Egan as well, of course. Uh, they you, they were fr- I could tell sense the frustration with wow we get these big wins here, but then we kind of play down to our opponents a little bit. As well, so I would have liked to have seen him get another year as well. Just on an outside, like obviously, I'll root for all the Phillies team, Philly teams, especially Temple. I would have liked to have seen him get another year. It's a shame, but I, I guess I could kind of understand where it came from. But definitely unfortunate, and you would have liked to see him get a little bit more time to prove himself. Very popular name, of course. Anytime an opening comes up, college basketball, especially you know around here, and some with the Sixers is Don Staley. People asking for Don Staley. I heard. They were talking about it on the best show ever, and we saw it all up and down social media. She's not leaving South Carolina. I don't think. I don't think. She's she's rolling. Yeah, she's got a great gig where she's at. Maybe just wants a bit more of a challenge, potentially. So I'd be shocked as well, but you never know, I guess. Yeah, NBA, WNBA, maybe. Sure. She's got Aflac commercials with Krzyzewski now. <laughs> she's, she's, Big time, man. She's rolling. Big time. She's rolling. Not to say that Temple isn't big enough. She was there already when she... She first started there. I didn't think she would leave here because she had things going here. And then she went to South Carolina. It was like, wait a minute. And she turned that into a top program in women's basketball. So we'll see. But Aaron McKee, 
no longer the coach of Temple basketball. Let's go to Mark in Boyertown here on 97.5. Hey, hey Mark. Javon, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I got a question. Um, what do you been hear about Austin Eckler, by the way, before I get to my point? Austin Eckler uh, requested permission from the Chargers to seek a trade. And do you think, I know where there's smoke, there's fire, but do you think that that could be a distinct possibility of incoming here? I don't know, but we were just going to explore the possibility because I I think what it is partly, Mark, is he wants a new deal. Like most guys do, they want a new deal. And you know how it is, though, with running backs. Are you willing to pay running backs? And the reason we were going to bring it up, since you asked and we'll start it here with you, is because the way we know he is with getting 100 receptions out of the backfield. I would love that. And the way he runs the football also, they just tend to throw it to him more. Um, how would that look supersized here in Philadelphia with the weapons that are here and in and, and this offense? And I was going to ask how people felt about it. He runs angry, and that's what I like about him. But, you know, say, you know, he doesn't come here. And I know that how he's not going to do this, but – you know, seeing that they're losing all these pieces on defense, I know how he builds through trenches, and you know, generally I agree with that. But I trade back a couple spots at ten, and I go after B. John Robinson. I knew you were going to say it. I, I, you have to. I mean, listen, they're not going to do it. They're, I know they're not. That's not. But how they but operate. do you have more holes to fill on the defensive side? That's the question. Where well, you can't I, give up. I, I trade back at, from ten, and I try to get a couple picks like maybe the 14th and, and whatever. And uh, I also trade back from 30, and I try to accumulate more picks. And then you can fill holes that way, and then you got guys on rookie deals that they're on the contract for four years that are not going to cost you, you know, they're not going to break the bank. So I, I think basically you're going to take a hit on defense either way this year. So why not make the offense just prolific? know what I mean? Well, that's why part of our opening question here tonight, Mark, was are you ready for the offense to have to go out there and really, again, explode on offense on steroids next year because the defense is going to take a bit of a step back where your offense is going to have to put up those numbers, which, they, which they did last year. You just, had, you just had a top five defense to go along with it, which you might not have next season. You're a top five defense with, a, in my opinion, a lousy defensive coordinator who cost them the Super Bowl, but that's beside the point. Yeah, um, yeah, because we're just talking about where both sides of the ball rank, but I, I hear what you're saying. It was just you were balanced on both where you had two of the best units, offensive and defensive in the NFL, where you might take a step back defensively where the offense, again, might have to carry him a little bit more. Yeah, I agree, and that's, that's why, like I said, Howie won't do it, but I would love to see them go after B. John Robinson, especially, like, you got Hurts entering his prime probably, you got A.J. Brown in his prime. Devontae is going out. Goddard, you have all all the stars are kind of aligned. If they can get a running back who hits the hole and doesn't dance like Sanders does, yeah. I, I mean, that's it's it's game over, you know? That's, they're gonna they're gonna be in a track meet with all these teams and that's the way you do it, you know? hmm Yeah, no man. B. John Robinson, though, I don't think a lot of people – well, some might be happy because we've seen Eagle fans saying take him with the first pick. But you know, there's there's a good amount to be really, really upset if you don't address, let's say, if one of those corners are there. No, I, I agree. But I, I think you can get a, a solid corner at, you know, even in, in – if say, like I said, trade back to, say, the 14th and you get another pick. You can take the 30th and get a solid cornerback there, I think. 
So I, I think there's there's ways you can work around that. Sure. But I, I say, you know, how he's not going to do it, but I would love to see it. Dijon Robinson may be at pick 15. 15 for it. Mark. Yep. All right. Have Listen, a good night, buddy. You too, man. Thank you. Thank really you. appreciate yeah. it. Bijan Robinson is a is a hot name when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, man. It really is. Really is. Before Austin Eckler requested this permission to seek a trade, we also talked about Bijan Robinson because of the special talent that he is. We just know that you don't take a running back in the top 10. You may not even take him in the top 15. Maybe somewhere around 20. 22, definitely, right? Those later picks where you can finesse it a little bit more and deal with it. Maybe even at 30. But, heck, I sit here and talk to Tom Alvord every night. And at 30 for Robinson or Gibbs, you're like, no, take two defensive players. Even an offensive lineman, you'll accept that over Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I mean, for those that listen to the show, no. Me, personally, I, I'm out on a running back in the first round. Ever. I am. I understand how talented Ever. this kid Ever. Ever, man. I, I understand how talented this kid is. I, I, and I would love to see him in Midnight Green. Absolutely. That is true. Just in the second round? Yeah, man. I can't, and I, he's not going to last in the second round. So. No, it's not going to happen. I just, there's too many needs on the defensive side of the ball. And a lot of the times, and this kid could be completely transcendent and different, but a lot of the times, the best running back in each draft class does not end up being the best running back in that draft. I say it all the time. Like, Saquon Barkley was the number one. He was the next one. He was drafted, what, two overall? This is the next guy. And it was legit. He's been that good. He but had he's one been year hurt, though. where he was banged up with the ACL. He's been hurt, though, a little bit. And this Doesn't is, mean he hasn't produced, though. Correct. But was that... Re- if, do, you, do you think if the Giants could go back and do it that they would draft Saquon with that number two pick still? Because I, I don't believe that they would. Who was there with him? I'd have to look at yeah, it, so but I just yeah. it's too high of a pick. And I know we're second round, or excuse me, number two overall in first round. As, it's, as a whole are very different. I just look at all the needs and the players that can produce for you and the talent that you can find in later rounds when it comes to the draft. As I mentioned before, like Leonard Fournette was supposed to be this next tremendous all-time back, yeah. and he's the nice back. He's a solid back, but he wasn't nearly the guy that a lot of people thought he was. So I look at the second round, maybe third or fourth round, where you can find guys that can produce for you. I look at the Backs picked in the second round. Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook. Miles Sanders. And a lot of these guys weren't the number one uh, running backs in their draft class. You DeAndre just, Swift, J.K. Dobbins. Just left Miles Sanders out of it. DeAndre I, Swift, I J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> no, and Sanders too, but like Sanders produced for you. Yes, um, yes. You can find similar production later in the draft at that position. It's a very interchangeable position. This team has too many needs on the defensive side. I'd much rather have a corner for the next five years that's a legit number one, number one A type corner than a running back that I could count on when I could find one later in the rounds or in uh, free agency. Me personally. 610-632-0975. I don't take them at 10. I don't take them at 15. If they did it, you know why they did it because of the talent where he was ranked on the board. All right. You live by the board. You do what you need to do by the board. But if there's one of those two corners in particular, um, when we're talking about Witherspoon and Gonzalez over Porter, you, you can't you can't sit there and tell me why you're taking him them him Robinson over one of those two in terms of the need uh, for this football team and where things are. Six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. Wow, Detroit blowing out Indiana in the NBA, fifty five twenty four. What's happening, Malik and Manny Young? Next on ninety seven five. What's up, Lee? How you doing, sir? Pretty good. Yeah, uh, 
Me, I'm uh kind of heartbroken over uh Hargrave, but he made it. He made me not miss him by going to a, a division. I'm not a division, a conference rival. Hey man, they threw a boatload of money at him. <laughs> he he, you, you knew, he, he earned knew, that. He knew. He knew that's that's like that's that's who the biggest our biggest uh, rivals are going to be this year coming up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he did, but he also earned every penny that they threw at him. And when you're in a case like that, you got three. Listen, Leek, when the when the Eagles signed him three years ago, he signed for three years, thirty nine million dollars. Look at what he just got. I'm saying you said Chicago wanted him too. Chicago probably would do some money at him. Maybe they did though, because he it hasn't come out yet. Maybe maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But what we do know is San Francisco did. Uh, but um, me it's like uh. I think it's time for Jordan Davis to show what he what he what uh that he's not a bust. I think he got to step up. Uh, Dean, I don't really I'm iffy on him, but like I said, I, me, I think we got to get a slot a slot receiver. That's I think that's the most important. Are you looking for that in the draft, or are you looking to get that in free agency with one of the veteran wide receivers? I want uh the guy Slay was calling. I want him. Adam, he got short hands. Adam Thielen. Yeah. Because if we take him up, we have no weakness on offense. If Not, they if they know. did it again, I would understand it. We know Adam Thielen. He has great hands, doesn't drop the football. The speed down the field is not necessarily there. You can get that from Devontae Smith and even A.J. Brown. But you, you kind of want that to be a guy that's just so speedy that he gets down the field. So, uh, But if they did it again, I wouldn't be mad unless I saw some of the other numbers from the other receivers and what they got versus what Thielen probably would get in this case yeah. coming to Philadelphia. I, I I just I just give up on Watkins. I give up on him. He he didn't produce this year. He didn't catch the ball in the, in the most important game of the season. I understand. I, I, I give up on him. That I understand. That I understand. Leek, thanks for the call, man. Really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your night. Adam Thielen, right there. I'm going to ask you right now, before we go to break. Adam Thielen, just the names off the top of my head. Adam Thielen, Marvin Jones, Robert Woods. Would you have interest in any of those three? Would sign with someone also last week. Robert because Woodson? it was Yeah, if you're released, you can sign with someone early. How did I miss that? I forget who it was. I think it might have been the Texans off the top of my head. Um, but he did sign. But when it comes to Jones or Thielen, I, it depends what the money is. Looks like it is the Texans. Texans, right? I, I meant to send that to you. Two-year deal. Not bad. 15 mil, I think, was it? Two-year deal. Um, it depends what the money is because of, obviously, all the needs that these guys or this team has on the defensive side of the ball. I'd probably go Thielen because he's like two years removed from being a really, really good receiver in this league. Like a, a legit, like number one, not number one, excuse me, number like one B, a two receiver in this league. Injuries have caught up to him. Age has caught up to him a little bit. So if you can get him on a low one year deal or something, prove it type deal, I think I'd be more in on Thielen despite the injury history personally. Okay. All right. And real fast, Mark Ross. On uh, NFL Network, is he's giving his bold predictions, free agency. James uh, Bradbury, he predicts to the Bengals. Prediction, bold prediction. So they lose the two safeties, but get in a get a strong safe a corner, a legit upgrade corner. over Eli Apple. <laughs> yes. He's a free agent, so Eli Apple's a free agent. Don't bring him here. Now nah, I'm, I'm out. I'm good. I'm out. All right, we come back. We we'll get Chris to start things off. We'll also talk a little uh, uh, the Austin Eckler part and get into the. NBA MVP race because it's something out there with 15 games to go. It is something. It's something. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Givens on 97.5 The Fanatic.
BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. 97.5 The Fanatic. I'm Devon Gibbons with you. Tom Alvord producing. You'll have leftovers at 945. Um, Our other friend, Jamal, on Twitter. That was Jamal Parker earlier. Jamal Hutchinson also checks in on Twitter uh, oftentimes when he's listening to the show. Says, Devon, how we may shock us all by bringing in one of these guys, Brian Burns, Yannick Ngakwe. And draft Jalen Carter. I'll stop there. If they brought in somebody like Yannick Ngakwe as a rotational piece here, now that we know that Graham is back with Sweat and with Reddick, I'm cool with that. I am cool with that. Brian Burns, obviously. Is this Brian Burns from Carolina, right? That's a big pickup if they did that. I just wanted to make sure because I'm like, Brian Burns is... There were rumors with him at the trade deadline to be traded and, and linked to the Eagles a little bit, but I guess the price was too high because I think they wanted at least a first-round pick or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I was just wondering, you know, new coaching staff, all that, given sure. the opportunity to see how it goes. But, Maul, you might... Listen, that would be interesting. Yannick Ngakwe, again, remember the years ago when we thought he was coming here to Philadelphia. We were all on that on that train right there. Bring him in. Didn't work out in two spots, really, since then. As a rotational piece, I wouldn't be mad at it at all. Not, J- sorry, not nearly the player we thought he was going to be a couple right. years ago, but you're right, as a rotation piece, why not? I'm good with that. He's still young enough, I think, and still productive enough to help out in that way. And the drafting Jalen Carter, Maul, the only thing with the Carter part, as always, since we've talked about this, if they did it, then they, I believe if they did it, they did their due diligence where they felt comfortable with whatever, if there's no resolution with his legal situation, they felt comfortable with the outcome of the information that they got. Therefore, I would have no choice but to be all right with it at pick number 10, whatever it might be for Jalen Carter. We know the player, top three, top five maybe, if healthy. Top one maybe. Top one. In the draft if healthy. If, not healthy, if uh, not all clean. Yeah. yeah, with all the stuff. Absolutely. That means they did their due diligence and they came away okay because they don't really they don't really mess around in that area unless it's like the Michael Vick situation, but Andy Reid and all that he did his time and all that stuff. He came out and helped him out there. So I get that part. Then the other part that Jamal says for the offense, Judy from the Broncos will boost our offense as well. So there was a report out there earlier that all three of the wide receivers are open for trade discussions in terms of the team with Sean Payton now there. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and K.J. Hamler. All three of them 
All three. I thought Sean Payton was going to fix this offense, fix Russell Wilson. They now all, all the receivers want to leave. They're all available. All of them. That's crazy. If they got Jerry Judy, that would be just unfair. The, the Eagles are saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be I'm trying to look at his. I think next year's his last year. He's got a $4 million cap hit, 4.8. So nothing crazy, but it's probably going to cost you a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Judy would be nasty, though. Uh, that that would be nasty. Chris and Jenkintown here on 97.5. What's up, Chris? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. No, thank you, man. Yeah, um, I'm not worried about the Eagles defense yet. It all depends what happens and, you know, trade drafts and all that. And we just started free agency. But you know how it goes first. There's one part that starts before the other, and that is, of course, free agency before the draft. Yeah, and we don't. The Eagles, Howie usually doesn't make moves like that anymore. They usually bid him before when he starts bidding too high on guys. And oh, he got Hassan. Like, what day did he get Hassan Reddick last year? Wasn't it like day two or something like that? Kaiser uh, White was the same day, but it was later in the day. So it wasn't right wasn't, away. The one deal was big, but the other one wasn't that much money. The Kaiser White? Yeah. No, no, but, but Eagle fans liked it. They were like, oh, one-year deal for Kaiser White, you know. That's pretty good. We got like Bradbury way late. We got in June. You know, we picked up two D tackles in the middle of the season. Chauncey Gardner Johnson at training camp. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to be worried until like week one or two, and it looks like Dean or Davis isn't as good as I think they're going to be. If the kids aren't playing good and they look suspect right away, that's when I'll get worried about the defense. So if you're already penciling them in, though. Are you also looking at it where the Eagles' offense is going to have to do something to carry things for this team? I, I'm assuming the offense is going to be better than last year. And, yeah, they, I think they could have carried us last year. I mean, they kind of did. They kind of did. They put up 35 in the Super Bowl and still lost. Yeah. So right. <laughs> any defense we could get would be helpful. But, yeah, I'm not worried yet because how he does late moves, like you said, like, just because he doesn't make a move now, or even if he does, it doesn't mean it's over. And All right, so Tom said last year Reddick was signed on the 14th. Hassan Reddick was signed on the 14th last year. Right. Yeah. And that one I was kind of worried about, but that worked out. <laughs> yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So if uh, right now, if I ask you offensively, since we're talking about them being what they are, are you looking to upgrade Quez Watkins and or Miles Sanders? I'm not too worried about either of them. I think Quez is fine as a third. I think he'll get better. He's still young. He was drafted late. He's learning under some good guys. I mean, our head coach is a wideout coach, so you hope he could coach him up in the offseason. And then I agree with Tom. I would never. I mean, I'm even more overboard than Tom. I wouldn't take a running back in the top three rounds. I'd wait until, like, I think you can get a bargain guy. I think you get a one-year power back, maybe, hopefully. I think you get a trade in the middle of the season like we did for Ajaz or Jeet, whatever. <laughs> so, I just think they're a dime a dozen nowadays, and people don't value the running back position for a reason. They get destroyed by 30. That's a lot for a top – even if it's like a top 30 pick, no way I would do that. Even if it's like Adrian Peterson, I wouldn't do it. And he's like one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. That was a different time too, but yeah. Yeah, yeah he But is. yeah, but that's what I mean. He could be that good, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'd rather get – we need corners. We need defense. I hope how he uses all the picks on either trades back and gets more picks or uses all the five picks on defensive players. Got you. Got you. What do you have on Temple Hoops, man? All right. I'm a big fan of, yeah, McKee, too, more because of the Sixers than the Bat. But, uh, 
Yeah, I think I'm hoping it works out like it did with Howie. Like he goes in the closet for a couple of years, comes back, and wins the championship. Well, look, man, yeah, that'd be cool. And look, the, <laughs> the one thing about the Aaron McKee part there too was he was on the final year of his deal, so they just decided to part ways, no extension, obviously, and, and go in that direction. So uh, he's a bigger man than me. I would have been. I'd be out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I don't have time for that. I, I hear you, man. I, I, I hear you. Well, listen, hey, Chris, thanks for the call, man. We'll talk to you. Thanks, man. I uh, really appreciate it. You got it. And uh, Brendan Deeg, uh, who is he with? Score or something like that? Yeah, I believe Score. All right. So, Brendan Deeg, good follow on Twitter. Brendan Deeg on Twitter, underscore. Uh, so, some of the 2022 Eagles editions. Kaiser White, March 21st. I thought it was the same day for some reason as Hassan Reddick because it was just a quiet signing. But it was March 21st. A.J. Brown, the trade on draft day. We know about that. James Bradbury, we knew that that was late. I said June, so I, I thought it was later than that. May 13th, and then Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in training camp preseason as the Eagles were getting ready to get things started. So he also says, patience, Eagles fans, patience. But... You know, the Hassan Reddick thing was on the 14th, to your point. It's the 13th. But it's day two, maybe. But that's why I kind of, I said this, I think it was Sunday I said this, where I think they have a, a list of guys they have circled. They're going to get those deals done very quickly. I think Javon Hargrave, when he signed a couple years ago, at, I believe it was on the first day, if not the second day. They have a group of guys that they want, that if they can work on numbers, they're going to get them done soon within the first 48 hours. And then they'll wait. Then they'll play the waiting game and the patience and see who was left on the market, who didn't get as much money or as many years as they want. Hey, come in here for a one-year deal. We just were two minutes away from winning the Super Bowl and a holding penalty from winning the Super Bowl. You can have a pretty good season here. So I think they have a couple guys they have circled, like Hargrave a couple years ago, like Reddick last year. And then we're going to see the patience of Howie Roseman. So is that also the pitch? Super Bowl last year, a lot of players on one-year deals came here to help us out, to be a part of it. Look at what they got now on the open market, these one-year yep. deals. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, um, even though you have the other two, that or the three that were already under contract with the Eagles, look at what those players did coming in here. James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, one-year deal. Kaiser White, we'll see about that. That's the pitch from Howie Roseman to potential defensive and even offense, but potential defensive free agents. Yeah, it's like, look how talented this team is. Look how talented this roster is. Look at this offense can score with, with the best of them. You have, I know they're losing a lot of guys, but you have a guy like Slay who's here. You have a great leader in Brandon Graham. Hassan Reddick, one of the best pass rushers in the league right now. I think that's definitely a pitch to some of these players. Probably not early on. Like, they're, no one's going to take a huge less amount of money or a less amount of years to come to play for the Eagles, but it's the later on aspect where it's, hey, couple weeks from now, maybe Bobby, Bobby Wagner. I'm just throwing a name out there. I'm not saying they're linked or anything like that. Bobby Wagner's expecting to get three years, 10 mil a year or something like that. Nothing happens. All right, I'll settle for a one-year deal. Look what happened with, as you mentioned, Garner Johnson with Bradbury and everything like that. I think it's definitely a pitch, and that helps. That's part of the benefit. I know it didn't end how he wanted, but you have a season as good as the, se- that the Eagles had, excuse me. Uh, players are going to want to come play for you, and players see that around the league. Our, our guy on NFL Network, when you bring up Bobby Wagner, his bold prediction was Bobby Wagner back to Seattle. 
Seattle's not winning anything. But like, I mean, yeah. I, if you want to finish your career there, sure. And I know that people are excited about Gino. He got a contract, but like, if, if that's what he wants to do, is finish his career in Seattle, get some money. I, I respect that. Nothing wrong with that. But if you actually want to go win a Super Bowl or have a chance of winning a Super Bowl, that that's, you got to pick somewhere else. Man, it wouldn't shock me, but I would. I'd advise maybe look around elsewhere before you agree to a deal with the Seahawks. But hey, he would say, "Shut up! I don't know who you are." And I'd be like, "Yeah, good point." <laughs> I wonder because you know he's going to want money. He got some decent money from the Rams. Didn't work out. I wonder. He got a lot of tackles. That defense was bad. He got through the front line, especially when Aaron Donald only playing five games. He got a lot of tackles, and that's what he did. That's why he went to the Rams, and that's why he that whole situation made sense. It's because listen, I'm on the last little end of my career here. I got some years left. I want to go win a Super Bowl. What better place to go than the reigning Super Bowl champs? And you're right, that season was a disaster. Oh, now they're looking to shop Matthew Stafford. I don't know if you saw, saw that over that. the weekend. Yeah, I saw that. Jalen Ramsey obviously traded to Miami yesterday, I believe it was. Aaron Donald has flirted with retirement for a while now, two years now or so. So. It's falling apart as quickly as it rose there in, in uh, Los Angeles. But that makes more sense to me going to a team like that who has a legit chance to win a Super Bowl or has won a Super Bowl or was in it, whatever it may be. 610-632-0975. About to talk to Glenn here about some Sixer stuff and the next Temple coach. I'm looking at uh, one of these tweets. Kyle Carlin retweets something and quote tweeted it basically saying, uh, I'll, I'll tell you here in a second. Sharif Phillips-Keaton on Twitter saying Nets say that Ben Simmons' left knee back soreness is out for tomorrow's game at OKC. I am who I am. It is what it is. It's the final game of their trip. They played pretty well in the trip. Two-way players, Duke, David Duke Jr. and Drew Smith will, out, will be out as well. Kai says the question of whether Ben Simmons will ever play for the Nets again is a real question. And I see uh, my guy... Uh, Scoop B. Scoop. Scoop's my guy. Scoop's funny. Um, he puts it out there all the time, too, whenever it pops up on the injury report, Ben Simmons. And I try not to respond because I don't want to get him having any backlash to it after I respond to it. Like, Scoop, just stop doing it or just say he's out for the rest of the season because he's not playing again. There are only 15 games left. I don't know the number, exact number for the Nets. He's not playing. It's not our problem anymore, but we have interest because of who he is, his history here. He's not playing for them this year, I don't think. I just and it has I have no inside information. I don't ask about that stuff. I'm just saying I don't think he plays. Yeah, it's not our problem anymore, as you mentioned. But it's when part we see my problem now, watch the games now. <laughs> good point. Good point. But when we see stuff like this, it's hard to ignore with how yeah. crazy the stories. Not even the fact that he played here in Philadelphia. Just when you you look at a number one pick falling. Falling from grace as much as he did, does he play in the NBA again? And man, we talked about that contract. He's like thirty-five plus mil the next three years because he signed that max deal with the Sixers a couple years back. What do they do? And like, can they look at the NBA, uh, the union or the PA, whatever it is, players' association? Be like, listen, man, like he's not playing. Something's not right here. Like, we're not paying this dude thirty-five million dollars to play Call of Duty and just not play games. Like that whole situation is going to be wild, not just for the rest of the season, but the rest of his contract. And the rest of his career, which who knows how long it's going to be. That was a conversation I was having with people since I was at the game both Friday and Saturday this weekend for the Sixers, where people were wondering if he, um, if he's after his contract is up, traded maybe in the offseason if they are able to do something there. After his contract, he still has years left on his contract. I think it's three, I think. Yes, the new contract just kicked in. 
just kicked in. If he decides to go to Australia and just play out there, I don't know that he wants to go back to Australia. Does he want to play basketball anymore? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't see him going back to Australia. You know why? The one thing I do know that he likes, when we question if he likes basketball, celebrity. He likes that. He likes the lifestyle. That he does. He likes being a celebrity. He is a celebrity in Australia, but how big of a celebrity is he in Australia any more than what he would be here? I don't know that. Yeah, like our... our are Australians proud of Ben Simmons and, and what he's doing right now? Like when, when apparently when he bailed on them apparently for the Olympics and twice, too. Yep. they weren't happy about it. They weren't happy about it. Um, two years left, by the way, after this year, thirty-seven mil next year and forty million dollars uh, the year after that, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Uh, you know who did know? Daryl Morey. And uh, thank you for finding a way to get James Harden, who is playing very, very good basketball right now, for that contract and that uh, that player. He's going to have a chance at the end of the year to be an all-NBA selection. Probably like third team, but still. He's th- all things considered, that's one of the top, top six guard in the NBA. They do the MVP ladder, and I know we're going to talk about the MVP in a second. Um, he's in the MVP ladder every single week. Like, he's seventh, I think, in MVP. I don't I- even know how. He's like 22 <laughs> and 10, but I'm like, I'm not... I don't, I don't. I'm looking at other MVP guys, and I'm like, is he is he that high? So if he's that high, he's probably got to be an All NBA candidate at the end of the year. He also thought he would. I don't been, have a vote, by the way. He would have been an All Star voted into the All Stars, but that didn't happen either. Games missed. Yeah, games. But that's not his fault. He broke his foot. It's not his fault. No, it's not. An updated MVP ladder. Um, NBA.com, this was from the 10th. Uh, James Harden is ninth according to this MVP ladder. Sounds about Ahead right. of a guy like Shea Gilgis-Alexander, right behind DeMontis Simonis, who's also having a great season. Yes, he is. All NBA center. Probably third team because MB is going to be second team. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn and Wallingford next on 97.5. What's up, Glenn? Hello, what's up? I mean, what's up, How's Glenn? Going? How you doing, man? Good, 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 man. Hey, you know, I, I, if the, if some of my calls over the last couple of weeks, I've kind of hit it if this day was coming, right? So, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, man. How so, about that? Listen, you know, four years ago, I wanted it to work so bad. And I'm pretty sure most alumni wanted it to work so bad. It was like storybook, right? And it didn't work out. So it's like, it's like, it's, I, I just don't know what direction. I mean, I see a lot of names starting to come out, you know, Matt Langle. Uh, what was he said? Colgate, right? Yeah. For, former assistant, right? Uh, I see Mark Turgeon, who used to be an assistant at Penn, so he's got right. some silly ties, right? And, and, I, and I've seen this floated out there, and it would be a very bold move, but then I see people saying there's no way you know, Temple would pay the money, which would be like $2.9 million, which would be Dawn Staley. I yeah, think- we brought her up earlier when we first started okay. talking about this. Yeah, it was more of not the money part, just would she even want to leave? I mean, to have the opportunity, and, and I don't know if she would be the first, but I'm pretty sure she maybe the would be like the first in a long, long time to be a head coach of a men's Division One program. I, yeah, I, I don't. No, know, I know, so, but I mean, she has it so good there. Why would she leave, man? She's doing commercials and national commercials and things now. She's coach of the year there. She's putting all these young women in the pros. But to be a trailblazer to, to have success, I hear you. Program, I yeah, mean, I hear so, you. You know, it just seems like she. It, I wouldn't be mad at it. Happen. I'm just saying, oh. why would she do it? Uh, listen, I, I hear you. But aside from that, which again, it is kind of 
I mean, Temple should do, you know, Johnson should do his, his due diligence and make that call for sure. Um, but uh, aside from, from like those three, I mean, I just don't know what direction you go. But like, again, Langle's a, a young guy. Um, do you go to, you know, you know, again, Terjan's an older guy. So you go to complete opposite ends of the spectrum. I mean, and, and again, you, you know, I don't know how much NIL deals have to do with it or just not being able to connect with some of these guys. I mean, Battle is a, is a very talented player, but obviously just couldn't keep it together between the ears at the end of the season. Oh, no, he could. Right? Yeah. So, no, you know, and, and, you know, you got a guy like uh, Dunn who I don't know if he's, you know, I guess. You know, he could transfer somewhere and, and, and you know. Maybe yeah, these guys, work. with Aaron leaving, maybe they decide they want to leave. Right. You know, and, and there are guys like Taj Sweat who, who didn't play it all this year because I guess he had to sit out a year. So, I mean, th- th- there are some guys who, who could play, but, I mean, obviously you need, you know, you need guys to play. And, uh, you know, you need somebody with a little bit of juice, too, I think, to to, to get out and get people. To, and and I, and I get it, NIL money. I mean, I know uh, Lewis Katz. You know, God bless his soul it isn't around to throw you know money around <laughs> yeah, yeah. anymore, right? So, uh, I, I, if I hit Powerball, I know I was going to put a lot of <laughs> when it was up to like one billion dollars. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a wing named after you, <laughs> right? 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 But that didn't work out. So that's uh, okay. You yeah. get the next one, <laughs> or we'll split it. We split it. I'm sorry. There, there you go. I don't want right. to speak out of turn. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just, I mean, what, what's, what's your opinion? I mean, I, I really don't know, man. I don't know what direction they go in. I, I really don't. First of all, when this one dropped down, uh, it was been it has been talked about. But I was like, you know what, they'll give. But, I, you know, I'm not realizing that he was on the final year of his deal. But that said, I, I didn't give myself enough chance to think for, for, further out enough to, to really have a candidate to come in and replace him. So I don't I don't know. But and and aside from the candidate, just kind of like like again, what direction do you go with somebody who's maybe you know uh, a, a stopgap type of guy to kind of just kind of give him a little bit more of uh, you know uh, a, 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 I don't know what's what, a, a name of some sort. I mean, or do you you know kind of go again like like a Langle young guy type of opportunity who's had success at, at a smaller you know whether yeah. you know, Patriot or whatever. I, I, I don't know, but you know it's. it's, it's I mean, it's funny because you get a guy who is, uh, was a head college experience and then coached in the pros. Like I just saw Damon Stoudemire got the head coaching job at Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech which yeah. I think is, is, a, is, a, is a very smart uh, hire because, again, I know he spent some time in some college programs as an assistant, and then he got some more experience at the, at the NBA level. So, like, you know, and again, that kind of describes Aaron McKee too, right? <laughs> and, and it didn't work out, but yep. I, I just don't know. It's just uh, – it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. It is, man. Real fast on the Sixers. What'd you have? And so, you know, it's funny because, you know, you guys were talking about Harden being envy, but that's the one thing different than last year. I mean, the Sixers had a whole season to play together. And the fact that Harden is just, you know, uh, out of his mind with the assists right now, and the fact that he does have, he doesn't have the, you know, the, the burst like he did, you know, five, six years ago, but it's he's got a burst to get by certain guys now. Right. I mean, uh, so he, he's got that burst back again. That seems like more than he did last year. So in the playoffs, when guys are really, you know, uh, locking the defenders down, you know, you get them in the right, you know, switch situation. He's going to be able to take guys to the hole, I think. So and that's a big difference this year over last year. So, you know, as we wind down the season, I'm, I'm, I'm getting even more and more confident, Devon. So, yeah, I hear I you, know. man. Well, yeah, we got we got a lot to talk about with them, man, because it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun run during yes, the spring. Sir. Thanks, Glenn. 
See you, buddy. You got it, man. We'll talk to everybody. When we get back, we'll get to the Sixers a little bit. 610-632-0975. And just dive a little bit deeper into the Austin Eckler and give you an update on John Morant. Some stuff from Adrian Wojnarowski. We'll tell you what that is. Him and Tim McMahon coming up on the other side. 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Givens on 97.5 The Fanatic. All right, 833 97 610 A lot of movement with the birds and uh, a lot of guys exiting Philadelphia. Hargrave to San Francisco. Edwards to Chicago. Epps to Las Vegas. And Dillard to Tennessee. Not that we expected him to come back, but it was kind of one of those under the radar, we kind of mind our business with him, see what happens, happens type of thing. He got three years, $29 million. So good for him to get the money. Yeah, there's and, no, and an opportunity. That's the biggest thing. There's no shot he was coming back here because he knows he would have gotten a starting job somewhere. Like left tackles are needed all around the NFL and a lot of teams starting left tackles. He, we knew, I did at least, and I know you did as well, knew that he wasn't going to be back here because he would have gotten a better opportunity somewhere. And good for him. Yeah, good for him. Nice work by him. Go get your money now. Speaking of, because we just mentioned Ben Simmons, the, the craziness that that story is. Uh-oh. Andre Dillard's story is pretty crazy too, man. Like, really and that is. whole situation, they trade up to draft him in the first round. Everyone's excited about it. Then I didn't they, even like it at the time, though. I did just because they needed a guy. I didn't like it. And... And, yeah, I understand it. I get it. I do. Um, and then look, again, I said, I understand when they draft in the trenches. I get it. I don't question much. Remember, they didn't interview him. Yes. None of that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the thing that night we were doing the draft. Now, I remember we were doing the draft. We were downtown. Me and Joe Torty. We were downtown. Way. Nice. Yeah. I just remember the stats coming out of, like, how he didn't allow one sack in college or something like that. I forget what it was, but I remember, like, a crazy stat that was going viral that night. But then... Jordan Mailata, they take a swing on him because Jeff Stoutland's like, yo, this dude's a freak. Let's draft him here and let's see if I can make this guy into a good left tackle in the NFL. A couple years later, uh, Mailata takes a starting job, gets paid a contract last year to be the left tackle of the future. Andre Diller just sitting, waiting, not changing positions or anything like that. And now he finally gets an opportunity and hopefully it works out for him. But such a crazy story, man. When, top draft picks in Philly, there are some crazy stories. Didn't he get into a fight with somebody because he was upset in training camp? Like they were teasing him or something? Yeah, and he like there was like rumors he was like crying or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like because yeah, he was right. getting I don't know, like wasn't he was soft basically as I remember hearing much, yeah. at the time. And you're like, ah, oh, it's not great from your starting left tackle who's supposed to be mean and angry and everything like that. So yeah, um, I've always rooted for the guy. I've always wanted him to succeed. Obviously, I think a lot of us have. It's just crazy that whole situation. Thank. Thankful for Jordan Mailata because how he would get roasted for that pick if it wasn't for Jordan Mailata. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Wow, six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. So, yeah, they would drafted him at pick 22. 22 in 2019. And I think, I think if I'm, I think if I have it correct, that year, when they drafted him, because they were still having issues with certain positions, like running back, Josh Jacobs, two picks later. 
Two picks later to Oakland. 24. After Dillard, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that would have broken my no running backs in the first round move. So, yeah, I'm good. No, thanks. Okay. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. Like, you look at some of the talent behind Yeah, me. you're like, nah, not right there. You had Montez Sweat went three picks later, four picks later. Very good player in this league. Yes, he is at the uh, defensive end position. Jonathan Abram was a highly talented safety. And while you already had McLeod and Jenkins, you were still, like, add some depth. Because these guys are going to get older. You know you're probably going to have to move on from one or something like that. He was there. Um, Who else? Uh, just name-wise, Juwan Taylor was there. He went in the second round. Byron Murphy went in the second round. Rocky Asin wasn't going to take him in the first round. But, you know, you know him from Temple. Who's a free agent, by the way? Rocky Asin. Now. All three of those dudes, yeah. Yeah, Murphy. Juwan just Juwan got big just money. Son, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the only thing with the trading up. Cause as you said, they traded up to get him to 22. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I would do that. You didn't like the player. Or you didn't like that taking that position. I didn't like the player. Yeah. Not that I didn't like him. One, I didn't know enough, but if I'm going to go with the whole thing of, I'll trust them when they take linemen on either side of the football. When you started hearing the stuff about them, when you're doing pre-draft work, and then they take them, and you're like, yeah, they never even interviewed this dude. They just go on sight unseen, and, yeah, you know, they're just going to fix him. He's just going to be fine. All right. We make fun of the interview process leading up to the draft. Like, some of the questions that are asked and everything like that, some of the stupid questions, the unnecessary questions. But it is extremely important to make sure that you've had – Open dialogue and a lot of dialogue with these guys. When it if you're going to be, especially if you're taking a guy with a number one pick in the draft, first round pick in the draft, you have to be sure. You have to do all your research, all your homework, talk to everybody so you know who you're truly getting in that player for them to not do it. Especially this organization that was a little odd. Now that you look back on it, revisionist history like that. Yeah. All right. Can I give you a couple of names and we'll get to Brian? Yeah. Second round. Say uh, Murphy, Yasin, and Taylor. Debo Samuel went right after those three. He's a baby, but he's not bad. <laughs> right. Um, let me see. Drew Locke, 42, to Denver. Who uh, He was the starter over Geno Smith this year, and then that, that ended quickly. Geno Reed, gets $100 million. Reedy Williams, 46. Okay. Bear, uh, Browns, right? Cleveland. Yeah. Irv Smith Jr., the tight end, Minnesota. Yeah, he bad. went 50 in front of... 51, Tennessee, A.J. Brown. Wow. 51. Wow. Drew Drew Sample, the tight end for Cincinnati. He went right after A.J. Brown. 53, Eagles selection. Running back, Miles Sanders. Sanders that year, that's right. Yeah. And then Ortega Whiteside was the third round. So I was about to say, as soon as you talk about the interview process and understanding things and figuring things out, they take J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Four picks later. After Sanders. Yes. So they had two second rounders that year? Yes, because remember we were talking about DK Metcalf at that time with Hollywood yeah. Brown. Remember we were talking about Hollywood Brown? I guess I just didn't realize they had the picks that close to each other. Because Hollywood Brown went in the first round. Yes. But we were talking about also looking at um, looking at DK Metcalf because mm-hmm. everybody was talking about his physique, all the numbers that he we heard that more than A.J. Brown. He was the yes. number one. Yes. More than A.J. Brown at that time. Right. Time. Yeah. And then I think Terry McLaurin went just like 
a round later, I he believe. He went too. 76. Yeah, so less than a round later. Hey, well, not our problem now, right? Deontay Johnson, 66. There you go. Steelers always get their wide receivers they no matter what. Just go look at their board. It's crazy. See what happens. Just go get their board. They'll draft someone in the fourth round this year. It'll be 1,000 yards to let you know Deontay he Johnson is. walk. You know he is. Crazy. They're like they're like the Eagles with offensive linemen. Or, excuse me, they're like the Eagles when it comes to offensive linemen with wide receivers. Always have good off uh, wide receivers, the Steelers. Do. All right, so real fast, be- right before J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Kansas City selected uh, Miko Hardman. Another better than... Ortega-Whiteside. Two picks later after Whiteside, Paris Campbell. Solid. Might be an eagle this offseason. Could be. Three picks, four picks later, three picks later from Ortega-Whiteside. Local product from Delaware. Safety. Nasir Adderley. Starter for the Chargers since he's been there. And I think he's a free agent right now. I think you might be right. And the final one in that second round, 64, DK Metcalf. Kansas City also took Juan Thornhill, uh, who played in Super Bowl yep. here. Um, 63, right before. Andy Isabella was a pick, too, after J.J. Ortega-White. Dolphins, right? Car- Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals. Taking right, him, right. too. Um, now you're scaring people, man. Everyone's happy. And, and What's up with you guys in the slot? Who's that? Braxton. Barrios? Yeah. Uh, I don't like him as a slot receiver. As a punt returner? I love him as a punt returner, right. yeah. I looked at his stats. I think he had, like... 100 yards total this season or something like that. Um, so as a slot receiver, no. I, I'd, I'd advise them to look elsewhere. Honestly, I'd probably prefer a guy like Quez Watkins over him. Punt returner, though, they need... Like, I like Covey. He did fine, and he played some plays in the Super Bowl down the stretch, but it'd be nice to have a guy that you... A legit threat at that position, which the Eagles haven't had in a long time. Yeah. Also, um, David Montgomery and Devin Singletary also in the third round, back-to-back running backs. Um, two names. Yeah, it's because they waited till the third round. Damian Harris, too. Third round. Another potential Eagle this offseason. I would look at him. He's 26, 20, 26, 27. I would look at him. Jamel Dean in this draft. Just re-up with Tampa for big money. Yep, yep. Yeah. Wait on those backs, people. Dawson Knox, too. I didn't realize he was in this draft. Some good names in here, man. Alexander Madison in this draft. Third round. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, fourth round. Pick 105. Wow. Max Crosby right after Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. It's such a wild card, man. It, the draft is such a wild card. I mean, you have guys like Tyree Kill drafted in the sixth round. Like, it really is crazy. So, that's why it's important to have these later round picks. And I can't see the Eagles not having a fourth or fifth rounder when it's all said and done. And finally, we'll, we'll move on and go to Brian on this one. Tony Pollard, 128 in the fourth round of Dallas. That's pretty good. Wait on run-backs, people. It's pretty good. Let's go to Brian in Churchville, as promised, on 97.5. Brian, how you doing? Hey, what's happening? Oh, not much, man. Just, uh, you know, trying to talk about some free agents and all. Yeah. Great conversation between the two of you. Thank you. And it, it, yeah, it just, it, it, it you know, it, it can drive you nuts, obviously, the draft. But it really is, to Tom's point, it, you know, and to your point, it, it's such a crapshoot. You know, but you really have to do the homework on these years without without 100%. question. So, um, yeah. So today, you know, with who we, whom, whom we've lost, disappointing. Obviously, is it shocking? Obviously, not even a little bit. Um, 
I really, and, and you, you spoke earlier in the show about, you know, who was the biggest loss. And look, Har- Hargrave is a huge loss. Sure. But we knew he was going to get a huge money. I, I loved Epps. And, and, and Edwards was a solid, very solid player. So I'm as upset about losing each of those guys as I am as, as Hargrave. As good as Hargrave is, you know, he's also 30, you know, which is an agent in the league. But it's starting to get up there a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Um, no, I mean, look, man, we I'm, we we were and you just added to it so surprised that. Marcus Epps is the one that's getting the vote on the phones the way that he is. Yeah, I mean, he was just, you hate to say he was a, a Philly-type player, but look, he, he wasn't a great player, but he, he just seemed to make plays, and he was not afraid to, he was not afraid to hit guys. No, he wasn't. You know, and, you know, and it's still a physical game. Look, it's obviously more predicated towards offense at this point. We all know that, but like... Sometimes you got to make a play on defense. Period. <laughs> yes, you have to. And but but that's the thing, Brian. As we asked that question, since you were listening, do you think the offense, even as is, and now let's assume they add somebody running back, or whether they bring back Miles Sanders, but if let's say they upgrade at the slot position, is that is that enough with the defense taking a step back? <laughs> that's a great question. Um, I, I I honestly do think the offense. Will be good enough, but you just it, and it, you still have to see. And I'm still holding out hope for for you know Gardner Johnson to come back. It's probably you know wishful thinking, but um, you know it, it, especially if, if if Gardner Johnson and two corners leave. I mean that's that, that, that that's that's a big problem. That's a big problem. So, but the offense, I, I, I fully fully feel like the offense will be dynamic again. I fully expect. Jalen to take another step forward, you know, with the way he works and he had such a great year, you know, and the two great receivers and God is a beast. And, you know, and to your point, if they can add another solid, and I like miles, but clearly it's time to move on from him, but add another solid running back and, you know, game one will be back and Boston Scott, you know, if they can, if they can resign him, he's a perfect compliment. I see no reason why the offense won't be dynamic, especially, you know, we all know the NFC is, Nothing special. No, it isn't. You are still right there despite losing some of these players. Your offense is so good, Brian, that you have to include them in the conversation up at the top. I I, I totally agree. Yep. I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the division, you know, the Giants. Cowboys. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I mean. You, you would have to think the Giants improved crazy. the wide receivers a little bit. Yeah, well, yes, and, and and that that will be that will be very interesting to see because if Jones gets a couple, because they're wide receivers that we as we know they were awful, right. oh, awful, awful, absolutely. So if he can get a wide receiver or two, it'll be. I would certainly think that would improve Daniel Jones's game. It certainly improved help with Jalen, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, and and the Cowboys at this point are kind of who they are. Uh, I mean, to me, it's going to be very interesting. So we all know it's been, what, 20 or so years since somebody's repeated as the NFC East champions. But, I mean, how could you not have the Eagles as the clear favorite at this point? I guess just because of the questions about the defense. But to me, I would still have them as the favorite or at least one and one right there with San Francisco. Yes. 
Yeah, and 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 to be fair, you know, Hargrave going to to the Niners was was obviously not not ideal. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Brian, thanks for the call, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you. Thank you again. 610-632-0975. No, it's not, you know, it's not perfect and there San Francisco is really good. Really good. Can't knock that. <laughs> yeah, they still, I mean, look at the quarterback, though. That's what it all comes down to. Like, is it Trey Lance? Is it Purdy? Is it Sam Darnold? Like, look if it's at- Purdy, they made it work last year for those games. Now, you have full year of film on him, and you can get ready for him. But he sure. also will have a full training camp is the number one, probably. Definitely. All that. Well, he's got the elbow injuries dealing with, so who knows when yeah, he's healthy. when he's back. Yeah. Right. Um, real quick, before we get back into that, a potentially move that messes with the Eagles a little bit. Former Cardinals D-tackle Zach Allen reaches a three-year, $45.75 million deal with the Denver Broncos. So I know a lot of people liked him as a replacement for Hargrave. He goes to Denver about $15 million a season, so off the board for the Eagles. It's a nice pickup. It's a nice pickup. Had a game against the Eagles this year, too. Yeah, it's a nice pickup for them. I I wouldn't have been mad. What, three years, how many? 45, so about 15 each. It's not 20. I know, I know, I know. You could stay somewhere 10 to 12. That would probably be more ideal. Then you're bigger downgrade, though. I I agree with what you're saying. You want to keep it as low as possible. But but if you believe that your rotation is good and the edges are are solid, then it may not matter as much. I'm trying to look at what Hargrave got his three for 39. That was with the Eagles? Yeah. Three for 39. I mean, you give <laughs> you can find that kind of production for that. I know, obviously, different years and stuff. That was what four years ago, whatever. Yeah, but that's more in that range of of that kind of money. So, yeah, I mean, names are coming off the board though. That's that's the biggest thing. And Eagles, other than Kelsey and and Brandon Graham, there a couple of days ago, no answers quite yet for the Eagles, but still early, of course. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the 49ers. Who knows what going on, what's going on with the quarterback position? That is the biggest thing, but that roster is stacked. But when it comes down to it, it is a quarterback league, so we'll see what happens there. Especially going against a team like the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 610-632-0975. All right. Let's add this one to one of the players that a lot of Eagle fans, myself included, liked was Eric Kendricks, the Vikings, former Vikings linebacker. He was released a, a maybe a week or so ago. Yeah, he was released about a week or so ago. And many Eagle fans, and myself included, looking at Eric Kendricks as a possible replacement should T.J. Edwards or, you know, just anybody, really, but T.J. Edwards in particular, exited from here. Well, not getting him because he decided nobody's breaking my news. I'm breaking my own news. Going back to UCLA, former UCLA football player. I'm going back to not UCLA, not to college, but Los Angeles. He's going to play for the Chargers. He's signing with the Chargers. Eric Hendricks going back to Los Angeles. And so, no, no money yet, right? No money yet, but another linebacker off the board. I feel like he probably would have cost a bit too much for the Eagles, but definitely a name that's intriguing. Obviously, his brother was here for a while, Michael Kendricks, mm-hmm. um, and he had some really nice moments for the Vikings, but we'll see the numbers when they come out. He probably gets more than T.J. Edwards, you think, right? I would think. 
I don't I don't know his age off the top of my head, but yeah. I would think it's probably more so if they're not going to re-sign Edwards. Let's see what the numbers look like because of the fact that now we can look at the Bobby Wagner piece too. Yeah. It's, an, it's a fun day, man. I love the free agency. It's always fun. I'm mad that it's slowed down because a lot of times yeah, we did. get stuff on the show. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's Wednesday. Hey, man, we got an hour left. That Very true. Very true. Tomorrow, oh, man, we got the Flyers tomorrow. So we're not on until 1030. Wednesday, we have the Sixers at 7 o'clock, but we go to 715. So because they're playing Cleveland, big game, by the way. We'll get to that on the other side. And, yeah, man. Oh, man. You just wish some more stuff would have dropped tonight. Still yeah. have an hour, like you mentioned. It did slow down, though. We were getting something every 10 minutes, it felt like. Now it's like every 45 minutes or something. Not as much fun as earlier today, but who knows? It just takes one big signing and... One big one. And we could be having a whole different conversation. One big one. 610-632-0975. Mark will start us off on the other side. We'll get to some tweets, talk a little Sixers, and update you on Ja Morant. We'll do that when we get back right here. 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Gibbons on 975 The Fanatic. Backstage your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Wondering who made our list of the top five all time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. 97.5 The Fanatic. Do our quarterback carousel of our guessing. We're running out of time with that, man. We, we should probably do it this final hour. Probably, yeah, because it might change a lot. By tomorrow? Yes. Yes, it, it might. And especially by Thursday, which is our next full show. Yeah. Family game night, Thursday night. We have a prize already for you. Thanks to our good promotions people. Todd hooked us up. Uh, so we'll, we'll do that with you. But... um. How about Case Keenum? Again, getting money. Going to Houston for a one-year deal to be the bridge or, I guess, the veteran voice for the rookie, whoever they draft. There is no better job in the world than backup quarterback slash bridge quarterback. Well, Chase Daniels' agent is the best. Yes, he is. That is correct. So anytime I need an agent, I'm probably calling him because he's the best. Yeah, he's made, what, like $63 million? Oh Gosh. And he's, I'll find the exact thing, but but regardless, like a, a quarterback with low expectations, but is solid enough to be a backup in this league, you're always going to be making money and always going to be overpaid. Another like Jared one. Stidham got two million. I know, I just saw that. Two years, 10 million. How much did Mike White get? Like two, 16? Two, 18, I think it was, something like that. That's good money. Yeah, it's good money. And he might play, unfortunately, yeah. for two. Sure. But he might play. How about Jimmy Garoppolo, three years, 72 million, 34 million guaranteed. That's great job by his agent. See, and what was it? Three years, seventy-two. You said, yeah. But like when I see money being thrown around to uh, Daniel Jones and to even Geno Smith to an extent, I look at that kind of deal and I'm like, man, that's kind of a bargain. When you look at other quarterbacks getting big money, and he's probably on the same skill say, level. Would you say that he's right with them, if not better. Yeah, like, you would prefer him. I would now listen or you- prefer him because of the contract. <sighs> 
I would now you're you're in a tough situation because how good are you really? Unless you're the San Fran who was just absolutely stacked in the roster, how much are you really competing? How many playoff games are you winning with any of those guys as your quarterback? But when it comes, Jimmy, to, you can win. He got you to the Super Bowl with that roster, though. So like you go to a team like right. uh, the, like the Raiders. Well, he goes to the Raiders. Yeah. Sure. Um, but when it comes to the money, I just look at that money. I'm like, I would rather Jimmy G for. $13 million less than a guy like Daniel Jones or Geno Smith when I think he's right on that level, if not better. So, shout out to the Raiders. They must be doing something. Like, they'll probably draft the kid either this year or next year. He'll be the bridge guy. They'll say they'll try and win with Devontae and everything like that. Devontae Adams, obviously. But, yeah, I shout out to the Raiders because that actually is a good move compared to what's, what else is being done at the quarterback position with some of these teams. But he's good enough where, he, again, he has weapons. He doesn't have the defense, but he has weapons offensively with Jacobs coming back, we think. Adams. Renfro's still there? Renfro's there. Darren Waller. Darren Waller. When he's healthy. Who has a new contract, so he's still there. Did you know he got married? I did. Kelsey Plum. Kelsey I saw Plum. that. Yeah. yeah, That one came out of nowhere for me. I had no idea. Didn't know they were dating. Yeah, no. I did not. Good job by them. Um, um, he's got stuff there. He has stuff. And a head coach, I believe he was with McDaniels was. in New England, right? Yeah. yeah, so the familiarity is there. Listen, I, I like you're not going to win That's a, a good Super move Bowl. By them. You're not going to win a Super Bowl. You're not going to win that division because you're in a tough division. But I think you can compete. And if you're not, if you're not able to compete and it falls apart, it's not that much money and it's not that many years. So I, I like that move by the Raiders. I do. That was a good move. I agree. That was a nice move. Let's go to Mark and Camden here on ninety-seven five The Fanatic. What's up, Mark? Hey, how you doing, Devon? Basketball is religion where I'm from, brother. Yes, it is, man. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hey, first of all, Josh Jacobs is there. He got franchise. No, I know. I was just wondering, you know, if 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 he gets a new contract extension yeah, and all that stuff. Sign that franchise yeah, tag. He yeah. better sign that franchise. Take that and then work out the long term deal. Yeah, I, for the Eagles, I'm gonna start with the Eagles, and I want to talk about the Sixers. The Eagles, first of all, people better get used to. It. We got to clear a cap. That's all what this is about. He got to clear the cap for next year. I think we got like a. Uh, 30 or 40 million dead cap hit or something like that mm-hmm. for the Eagles. Yep. Hello? Yep. And something like that. So, you know, it, we got to hope that we had going shootouts and beat teams on the offense because that's what it's going to be based on. And another thing I'm hoping that we got the, this new defensive coordinator. Hopefully they got input on the draft if they draft defensive guys. That's so what we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Not only, the, not only that, but also free agency. Right. It's like they not – clearly they're going in the draft, clearly. They got to be going in the draft. They got to be looking that way. Has to be. Now, you know he's going to do something in free agency, but the names just won't be. Yeah, it'll probably it'll be, be three year tier. deals. It'll be the second tier free agent. Yeah. It'll be that. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But uh, I want to ask you about the Sixers, man. I watched Springer yesterday. Springer looked all right, man. He did look hard in those five minutes that he had. Um, Doc yeah, Rivers right. said in post game, he was like, look, I don't know how many minutes he was out there before, but it felt like he was out there for 30. Because yeah, defensively. Man, I don't understand. They need to let him play a little bit more to see what we got, man. Cause, well, Doc said know, it he, again. He said, after the game, I'm telling you, Mark, he said this. He said, I'm telling you that kid is going to be a star on the defensive end in this league. I watched the grand rebounds like he was Carmelo. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Y'all. Well, he's like, a young guy with some energy. He's not. Yeah, he's like, look, man, I'm like, taking advantage of these minutes. Yeah, he's explosive. I was like, well, they need to play him some more or something. Yeah, and you just wonder, I guess, when he does get out there, what mistakes might happen while he's out there. Well, that's that's probably why I got to play him. Like, you know, I mean, it's, he, he probably can't play him now because, you know, we only got like, what, 15, 15 games 15, left? yeah, that's why you can't play him, yeah. He can't play him now, but nah. next year, I mean, you keep hearing it every year, every year. I can see why. You know, so, you know, maybe when um, Harden leaves, 
<laughs> After you win a championship, you're going to be out. Right? I, I, I hope, man. Like, listen, they, they look good right now, but it's that Boston thing. They cannot beat Boston, bro. They yeah. can't beat Boston. Well, if that's the only problem, then that's okay. But you got to figure that out in the second round because right now that's the matchup. Yeah, uh, that that is not good. That is the matchup <laughs> right now. Boston right now is playing in Houston, and they're trailing by seven at halftime. Yeah, they've been, they've been losing, but them guys, I, I hate it because they always get it right, man. I hate Boston. And, of course, they'll get it right against the Sixers. Yeah, they'll get it right again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but it's always a pleasure, brother. Always, man. We'll talk for sure. Thanks, man. Yep. All yep. right, you got it, man. Uh, also, on the uh, basketball side, John Morant. John Murray, Adrian Wojnarowski, and Tim McMahon, who covers the Rockets, the Mavericks, the Jazz, and, you know, the Grizzlies somewhat. There is, they pointed out and they're reporting that he is entering counseling, a counseling program in Florida, no timetable for his return. I there's a story and I have to open it up to find out what type of counseling program it is because it did not specify they didn't specify in the tweet um, the only thing it says here is Moran has been seeking assistance for what he described in a statement as a need quote to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being end quote and that's taken him out of Memphis on a leave from the team, sources said. Uh, the franchise announced that Morant would be out at least 30, I mean, through Wednesday's game against the Miami Heat, but there's no precise timetable on his return to the team. Ongoing investigations have been happening after the gun incident on his Instagram, Instagram account. So, uh, I don't, it, but it still doesn't say, I mean, I, I guess it's saying it because of working on his well-being and his, you know, how to handle certain stress levels. One of the things that we also saw was Powery, who just announced him as one of the, um, I guess their faces of the, one of the faces of their brand. They decided to put halt on the commercial. I don't know about the partnership, but they put a halting on the commercial for John Morant as their face now of Powery. For a while, it wasn't really out there like that, Powery. And they found him very likable, young, and charismatic and all that stuff. Nike did their shoe with them. They even pushed back, I think, did they push it back, their, his release? Because it had already came out. His shoe was already out. But they did, they did something. Um, I, I, I don't remember what it was, but they backed him also, Nike did. But Powerade decided to, to halt the commercial with John Morant because of this situation. So he's got to get his act together, man. Got to get his act together or else he's going to lose all that stuff. All of it. Well, that's why I guess it is good. As unfortunate it is for the Memphis Grizzlies and their fans, it's good to see that he's actually taking this serious. Like, it's not just a one-game suspension. Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm John Moran. I can do whatever I want. 
And then he's back playing just two days later. So it's nice to see him actually taking this serious because he is, man. He's in jeopardy of losing everything that he's worked for and everything that he's been blessed with, with how great of a talent he is, how exciting, how likable he can be, especially to a lot of young kids. If there's a player that you love watching when you're a young kid, it's a guy like John Morant who can jump out of the gym, even though he's, what, like 6'3", whatever he is? Six, if that. If that, yeah. So... It's nice to see that he's taking this serious. Hopefully, he continues to try and get help. But man, it is the worst possible time for this to happen for to happen for the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, I think they got a good over the um, uh, was, uh, um, Golden State the other day, and they're leading the Mavs right now. Leading the Mavs sixty-seven fifty-seven right now. Taylor Jenkins, I think, is a good coach. So agreed, and they have talent there. But you miss guy Dylan Brooks, absolutely very talented. Missing Brandon Clark. <laughs> Uh, Desmond Bain is still there. Jaron Jackson Jr. is still there. You have pieces. Tyus Jones is a more than capable player to step in to at least be a professional on the floor to run the team as a point guard. They can do stuff there. 67-60 right now. Memphis in the in the third by five and some change to go in the third quarter. Yeah, man. They it, It's just at, at the wrong time for them right now when you look at the standings. It's never a good time. But right now, now you're tied with the Sacramento Kings. And with a West that is wide open, wide open this year. Like you have Denver, who they're a good team. They are. They haven't proved anything. They lost three in a row. Come playoff time, and they've lost three in a row. The Suns, Kevin Durant, another injury. He looks like he's not going to be reevaluated for reevaluated. Excuse me for another couple weeks. The Kings, again, another exciting team. They haven't proved anything. Come playoff time, uh, the Warriors, who can't win on the road to save their lives. A wide open Western Conference that you could have full grip on right now. And in John Morant, just the immaturity, I guess, and the people he's hanging out with, surrounding himself with, has put the Memphis Grizzlies and their fans and their city in a really tough situation. Yep. Yep. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope he gets it together. I hope he gets it together. I do. You think he returns this year? I do, personally. Uh, yes, I, I think so. I, I think so. How effective will he be? I don't know. Probably, if he goes out there, he's going to focus. He's going to play like John Moran, so they'll be fine, I think. I never thought they were going to win a championship. thought they were good enough to get to the Western Conference Finals because of how they were playing. But now, I don't know. He messed with chemistry, man. He hasn't been there in, what, a week or two? Two Steven weeks? Steven Adams still out. Yeah, yeah man. Tough. That's that's a tough situation for him. The tough part, again, is he put himself in this situation. So while you want to, you never want to see a young guy lose money or anything. The endorsements are a big part of that. You don't want to see these guys lose the money and all that stuff. You don't. He earned, he worked for this. That's why he was so, um, you were able to root for him coming out of Murray State the way you were. Because look at this guy. As you mentioned, 6'3", he's probably like 6'1". 6-3, can jump out of the gym, stuff that normal 6-1 guys can't do the way he does it. A lot of 6-1 guys can get can jump like that, but I mean jump, but not like that. Small people, small guys, you root for small guys because you wish you could do that. And he he put himself in this spot though. That that's the part. And that that one's certainly on him. Now he has to find his way out of it. He's still young enough where he can do it. Definitely. And you root for him. You do root for that. It's going to take a while to re 
refurbish that image, though. Like, it's been multiple incidents with this canal in the past, what, 12 months or whatever? It's been eight months. Multiple like four incidents. four in the past, uh, well, this four season. that have come out. Even though they were, like, in the summer. Yeah. But four came out right after that gun thing. No, right, the gun thing was the last part. Yes. The other stuff was coming out before that of brandishing a gun. Where it was against like a teenager or something? Yeah, like assaulted a teenager, 17-year-old or At something. At a party or something? I thought it was a basketball part. Basketball, basketball court. Uh, basketball court where they would pick up or something. Then it was the one where his mom called him, his sister called him to come, and he came with his, his, his friends and who knows what happened. They threatened there was like there was like a red laser pointed at like a Pacers. That was the Pacers game, yeah. There was um, after the game. He had got something with a, a mall security or something like that. That was there, the one with his mom. Was that what it was? She okay. was at a finish line sneaker store. Okay, yeah, yeah. Had an issue with whoever was working at the finish line. Called him. He came with the guys. They handled it. Man, call security. Like not the security of the mall. Like I'm sure John Moran has some security team around him. Like don't call John. Ja, don't get him in that situation. Call the security. Regardless, though, it's going to take a little bit of time to re to make his image better. It, it really is, and it's a shame because last year all I remember was seeing John Morant. Every day you look on Sports Center, there's a new highlight: crazy block, crazy dunk, crazy shot. Had the did he have a game winner in the playoffs last year? Was that him? I, it might have. Morant. Did he have one? Regardless, though, he had a tremendous season last year. Things were looking up in the biggest way for John Morant, and then you just get yourself in trouble. It's going to take some time. If he doesn't have any issues again in the future, which hopefully this is The other is all part about. is his dad. T, right? I heard it's not good. No. Nah. No. Nah. Much like his son. Money changes people, man. Fame changes people like that. Like, even when he was here. It can. I was there for only the first half. But was I here for the first? I think it was the first half. And his dad was just walking around the entire building, just walking around the lower bowl. Down on the lower level part by the floor. But he was just walking around. just Acting like you own the place? Pretty much. He got into it with uh, Shan Sharp, remember? And it had nothing to do with him. Yeah. It was with Dylan Brooks. Yes. And his dad came over. It was like, what's what's happening here? The old thing. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I hope he gets things corrected. He's 23. He has a young daughter. Figure it out. Get it together. You're too talented. Don't waste it. Don't waste your talent. No. Don't. Please don't. Please don't. You know what? I wish I would have had it. I'm sure you're not the only one yeah. out there. Yeah. All right, Josina Anderson, we talked about this, but we didn't bring it up on the air. Um, yesterday, did you guys talk about it yesterday morning? No, nah, I think it broke late. It broke a little bit later. Well, Josina Anderson has been covering the NFL for years, and she's out there basically doing her own thing right now, but still gets her information. She's respected in these league circles. She tweeted yesterday, just spoke with Eagles cornerback James Bradbury on his impending free agency Here are Bradbury's thoughts as we are less than 24 hours away from the NFL's legal negotiating window beginning on Monday. Quote, I know there's definitely interest from the Eagles. I would love to play for the Eagles. I definitely see how bright the future is for the team. I'm just waiting to hear on the exact terms from them. I believe they're also waiting for what the market tells as well because I'm also anticipating interest from other teams too. So 
They told me whoever calls, just make sure I also give them the chance to match, end quote. I would imagine that that was the case for every free agent, even Hargrave, who was going to get the big number. Just let us know what the number is and see if we can do it. If we can't, then go. So, with T.J. Edwards, can't match that. With Marcus Epps, probably going to thought it was going to be a little lower. Might even two for ten, two for eight. He got eight guaranteed, 12 over the two. No. And certainly with the Hargrave piece, $84 million over four years with $40 million in guaranteed money, I didn't think they were going to match that. So that was his quote. She does a great job because she'll talk to people, and they say, yes, you can put this out. <laughs> so she's good. Has a good, really good relationship with some of these guys in the NFL. Yes, yeah. she does. She'll some go back players. and forth with them on Twitter. Like, I, we just hung up. I saw one. We just hung up, and now you're talking about this on Twitter. So... She's really good, but that's what James Bradbury had to say. How many corners did we see go today? We saw Patrick Peterson with his money. We didn't see the money. I didn't see the money with Pittsburgh. Uh, Cam oh, Buffalo. He stayed in Buffalo. Uh, I have to look. The dude from the Bucks, right? Jamel Dean. Yes, Dean. He signed. That's probably the number. Let me see. Uh running through this one really quickly here as I go to the NFL home and look at Jamel Dean. Dean signed $52 million four years. Uh, So I got it right here. On the 33rdteam.com. Cameron Sutton, three years, 33 million. Jamel Dean, four year, 52. Patrick Peterson, two year deal with the Steelers. Jonathan Jones, re signed with the Patriots, two years, 19 million. Uh, those are the big names. I think that's it. So that's, what I that, said. That one's right there, close to 10 million right there for Jones. Guys available. James Brett, still available. James Bradbury, Marcus Peters, Byron Murphy. Eli Apple, Troy Hill, Rocky Sin, Shaquille Griffin, who was released, Ronald Darby, an old friend, um, Byron Jones. So still some names out there, but names going as well. So if he got four for 52, and we were already projecting again, looking at what some others have that covered the birds at 13 a year. That's it right there. Are you willing to do it for $13 million a year? Does he look at that and say, I should get more than that, though? Yes, he James should. Bradbury. Yes, he, and he's younger, yeah. Dean is. Dean's younger than Bradbury. Yes. yes. Correct. But Bradbury, much better. Like He's second-team All-Pro, Bradbury. Right. So is it so, more? Yes, that's what I'm saying. The number, he's probably going to look at that and say, if not that, more. If I take less and it's that, I, I get need that. Yeah. Four years, 60 mil, more likely? Four years, sixty-five. Like, because that's the that's the floor now for Bradbury. Four years, fifty-two million dollars. That is, that is absolutely the floor. That's a lot of money, sixty million dollars. It might be that though. Which is what that would be. That'd be fifteen, right? Yeah, that'd be fifteen exactly. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Four years, sixty million dollars. I mean. And then with Slate's contract guaranteed? as well. Yeah, sure, sure. It's probably not going to be $40, $60 million. It'd probably be guaranteed by, what, 30 
half of it. I'll see if Dean, they have his guarantee out there. Yeah, I was just looking at his, and I didn't see that there was a a guarantee on there. Um, yeah, I don't see anything, so maybe you find it, but I, I don't. I just see four for fifty-two, and that's it. Uh, yeah, that's all I have. I'll see if I can find. I don't see anything. Four for sixty. I don't do it. No. No. Now, I probably don't. Now, what it, does Slay being here or not being here change it for you? If they sign him four for 60, Bradbury, you and they look to move on for Slay to avoid that cap hit and avoid paying two corners in their 30s big money, does that change it for you at all? Or do you think you'd rather have Slay, you don't feel like spending the money on a guy like Bradbury? I would, I would probably prefer to just keep Slay. I think I agree. And sign a lower number for someone else and obviously draft in a, that top 10 pick or if they trade back, maybe even that number 30 pick, depending on what they do with the 10. I, I would Four for 60 would be too steep for me. Okay. Yeah. I can't see them, both of them being bad. I see no chance that both of them are on this team next no. year, Slay and Bradbury. Because no, they both want to be paid. I don't blame them. Get your money. Yeah. Now, if you gave me four for 60 for Hargrave, I would have been jumping for joy if you said that. <laughs> and you know what Hargrave would have said? I would say no. Understood. And I know why. All right, final segment on the other side. Get to a little Sixers conversation as well. And get our leftovers from Tom Alvord on this Monday night. First show of the week, four hours. We have for you here in the books. Always fun. We'll wrap things up on the other side right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. 97.5 The Fanatic. Final segment, 97.5 The Fanatic on this Monday night, 9.31 here. Leftovers at 9.45. That will be with Tom Alvord. As I was looking at this list of the update on all these players. Linebacker, Bobby uh, Okarik from the Indianapolis Colts. Four years, $40 million. Alex Singleton, three years, $18 million. These are the linebackers. Duke Riley got a two-year deal. Former Eagle great. Yes. Kendricks, he said that he's going to charges, no money. Not He's not getting any money. We don't know the money yet. David Long, two years, $11 million from Tennessee to Miami. Who else? Linebackers. Barton, Cody Barton, one-year deal, Commanders. Anzalone, three-year deals. Three-year deal with the Lions. And 
Uh, I think that's... Uh, you mentioned years. Edwards, right? Well, yeah. Tremaine. Oh, Edwards from Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's going to Chicago. Big money there. So the linebackers got paid, man. He got $72 million, 50 guaranteed, four years. Paid. There is no chance that was ever happening here in Philadelphia. Not that that was a rumor or anything, but like that is one position they will not pay no. big like that. They didn't even pay T.J. Edwards. Exactly. <laughs> and we mentioned uh, earlier Andrew Wiley was three years, $24 million, to the three years, $29 million from Tennessee, giving it to Andre Dillard to leave Philadelphia. Hassan Ridgeway. Three year, three million dollars, four million deal that includes three million fully guaranteed signing one year deal with the Houston Texans. He was with San Francisco, and I think that's really it. Now Cam Sutton, I think that's what I was thinking of. I said Buffalo. Cam Sutton, former Steelers cornerback, Detroit, three years, thirty three million, so eleven per year annually for him. And that's why we brought up the James Bradbury part. Three years, 33. Jamel Dean, 452. Patrick, Pete, I mean, his doesn't matter because he's, he's older. So it's just, he, he's just looking to win at this point. No. The, it's, I'm curious to see what his money, the offer for his money is going to be. As I speak of for Bradbury, yeah, I mean, I think it's at minimum fifty-two million dollars. Yeah, off over four years. Yeah, I, you said Jones was two for like twelve, two no, two for nineteen. Two yes, for 19. yeah, two for nine. I'm sorry, I cut you off as you were saying that. My bad. No, you're good. That's I believe that's what the kind of money that he's going to get, James Bradbury, because he's the top corner on this free agency market, and cornerbacks get paid and a lot of times overpaid when you're the top free agent on the market, especially relatively... It's not like he's 33 going into next season or anything like that. Like, yes, he's going to be 30 next year, but you still have some potentially good years at 30. The Browns, I didn't see this. The Browns restructuring or tweak Watkins' money, Watson's money. Didn't see that. Um, clearing $36 million in cap space ahead of free agency. With the Deshaun Watson contract. Gus Edwards take a pay, takes a pay cut. About a million. With the, uh, with the Ravens. Deshaun Gibson. Stays with the 49ers. Quincy Williams. Three years, $18 million. To stay with the Jets. His brother's going to get paid. Super paid. You saw what you saw what Javon Hargrave got this year. Quentin Williams is going to get paid as he should. As he should, absolutely. He is great. Cam uh Deron Payne got four for ninety. <laughs> Quentin Williams is gonna get close to hundred. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's all the uh that's all that's all the I think that's all the things that are done. Yeah, those are those are things that are done. Busy day. 
Yeah, not busy enough. Not busy. You want more? Yeah, one more while we were here, so we can get some information. That's fair. On the show. Good point. That's all. That's all. Uh oh, you sent me some Dylan Brooks stuff. So annoying. It's your guy, man. I oh, gotta keep you updated. Oh, Luca's not playing. He, he or Kyrie. That's why they're winning. Yeah, that's no longer really much of a talking point anymore, is it? The the Mavericks with Luca and Kyrie. Everyone was freaking out about it when it first happened, and not really much going on there. So the Grizzlies are blowing them out, ninety six with no jaw, obviously. Yeah, yeah, ninety six seventy five. So there's that. Houston still leading Boston, seventy three sixty four. I expect Boston to come back and win that, but if they don't, if they do not, the seventy sixers again, if they lose, will be a game back of Boston. If the Houston Rockets are able to hang on. I don't hate that idea. Not at all. Nah. Not at all. As far as the Sixers go, great weekend. Taking both games. The one game, what was that? Uh, Friday? Was that Friday? Yeah, it was Friday against Portland. Yep. Joel B hits the game winner. Just a great play, man. Just a great, great play. It was phenomenal. Glad, he, glad he's able to do it. The MVP conversation, again, is raving right now of who who is in the lead, who should do what, who should get what. Is it still Jokic's to lose? And where is Embiid? Where is Giannis? At this point, man, I mean, he, sh- he should have been in conversation in the very beginning. I don't, I don't know how it continues to go along, but... If he keeps going and they grab that number two seed, I, he would probably have to be the MVP, in my opinion. Because right now, the Nuggets only have one game better than the Sixers in terms of the win total. That's it. 46-45. to 45. That leads the West. So, I, I look at this, man, and I'm like, the dude should... I, I thought he should have won one already anyway. I thought he should have won one. And he didn't. We all know that he did not, and they should have won one. I thought it was last year he would win it. The year before, I understood because of the games missed and how they look at things. Should have won one of them. Right now, even in the top three, I'm looking at it. I'm like, how do you not? How? It's an odd thing. And the one thing that I don't like is Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith and Kendrick Perkins putting it out there that he should be—he's the MVP right now. First of all, the 15 games left, so there is no winner. The 15 games left. We'll see what happens. That said, I don't need those guys championing, championing Joel Embiid because I think that just takes away from. <laughs> Because I just don't think Kendrick Perkins makes sense when he says things anyway. So that hurts you right there in and of itself. And then the Stephen A. Smith part is just Stephen A. Smith and the reputation that comes with Stephen A. Smith. I don't need those guys. Because last last I checked, Stephen A. Smith talked about how Daryl Morey trading for James Harden and trading Ben Simmons to Brooklyn what might turn out to be the worst worst move in the history of general manager in terms of his career for Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey's moves, all of them. Worst move in the history of, in his career of 
Houston and Philadelphia being a general manager, that would go down as the worst move. And that looks to be wrong. <laughs> I don't need to hear from Stephen A. Smith and Nick Wright and Kendrick Perkins. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you, <laughs> right, let me tell you something. We don't care. My point exactly, Stephen A. I don't care. Don't say it now. <laughs> don't hop on the bandwagon now. And I will say Kendrick Perkins said it last year. But I just He's I, been on MB for a while. But it doesn't has. where does it help? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it helping. He just got destroyed by JJ Reddick. I'm not saying JJ Reddick was right. I'm not even saying Kendrick Perkins was right. I'm saying the message. You know, I don't know if people take him seriously. So and Nick Wright, just please. Get out of my face. Johnny on the cell next on 97.5. We got leftovers coming up here shortly. What's up, John? DG. What's up, man? What's going on, man? How's the night here treating you, brother? Oh, man, they treat me well. No complaints, man. Get to hang out with all my folks. I'm all good. Yeah, man. Thanks for holding us down, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Hey, listen here. I'll tell you one thing about Kendrick Perkins. He was right about Jokic. That's the only thing I agree about him. When he said Jokic stats are padded. Uh, that I disagree with. You do? I don't think he's stat pads, man. No, sir. My theory, so I always had a quick theory about Jokic. Like, if you give, if the Nuggets have, like, a three-game uh, schedule within, like, a five-game week, like, the first game, he'll give you, like, 30 and 20, but the other two, he's going to give you, like, a like a 10, 9, and 10. Like, he kind of, like, lays off, and then that third game, he might give you, like, a, a 20 and 15, and people call him great. When Joel consistently, consistently gives you 30. 30 plus in uh, at least 8 plus boards. Yeah, but, but Joel coasts too. I, we watch Joel and B. Joel will coast. All right. Now, he does well, it differently where we look at it and be like, wow, yeah, 25, 13, and, and four assists with four blocks. That's an off night where Jokic will have, as you just said, a triple-double. And it's a lower number, but it's still a triple-double that was meaningful to help his team win. They all coast in their own ways because it's an 82-game schedule. Oh, I get it. I My get opinion. It. You can have yours. I'm just countering you know, with mine. I mean, like, even, even with your opinion, the four block, that's more than Jokic. Even when he coached, oh, yeah, he's yeah, clearly like, a like much better defensive player. More. I like the way he coached more. Let's put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, since, well, since we're on the Sixers, that's uh, led to my point, honestly. Um, speaking of which, um, how do you think we're doing so far, man? Like, I feel like as far as, like, the, the obvious people that stepped up other than our big three, if Maxie Harden and, and Embiid, I want to talk about the others real fast because at the end of the day, DG, I call you, and I always cry about Toby a little bit. I told you I was going to stop a little bit because it's getting kind of dry. At this point, we already know what he is. I do have to give him props, bro. He's been stepping up on, de- on defense. Yeah, defensively. He's stepping- yeah. yeah, he's been actually a couple – um, he had, like, one steal, a couple of uh, – got in the lane a couple of times, been doing good on the board. Um, I still need more from him. And, and I, all right, the way I figure is this, right? When the playoffs start and the game slows down and it get more half court offensively, I feel like that's where he can his mid range will start to come to form and things of that nature. The things that we're like, well, where was this all season? I feel like he'll give us something like that in terms of, in terms of like pace. I think he's a slower pace player. I think he might give us something to play. I'm just trying to be optimistic. What do you think there? Uh. I mean, I don't have a problem with you being optimistic about it. I mean, you need every you need all hands on deck. This is a team effort now when you're talking about something that they're trying to accomplish, right? Yeah. So absolutely. if if you believe that that can sustain and not get big numbers, but big big ways to contribute, 
and still lead to the win, and that's what it's all about in the end. Yeah, right, I'll take that. But it's just because Jalen McDaniels is playing good. Shake is stepping up in, in certain spots. Niang is shooting good. So it's just like if Toby just kicks in, we, I, it would give me a little bit. He'll of have time. his moments. He will have yeah. his moments. And right yeah. now, Jalen McDaniels had to leave the game on Sunday because it looked like he hurt his hip. Uh, and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's a couple of days off before the game on Wednesday against Cleveland, which was a huge game because mm-hmm. of standing purposes and tiebreaker. Oh, it's a big wild. game, but I'm just very curious to see, man. So hey, that darn schedule, bro. That's gonna be the bane of our existence. Fifteen more games. So far, so good. Yeah. So yeah, far, I so just, good. The Boston, they got like ATL and like corny below, like corny. Yeah, but they play Boston and, and Milwaukee back to back in April. Okay. All right. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. My last point, DG, before I close it out, man. I, I, again, I'm about the Eagles. It was a tough day today, or uh, free agency wise. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie, it didn't hurt me as much because we kind of expected this to an extent. So, but I will say, you might as well put. I'm not gonna lie, you can chalk another point up for Marcus Epps. That, that I didn't think that would bother me as much as it is. Another I Marcus Epps. Yeah, when we, when he was here, it was like I complained because he was always around the ball, but it's kind of like he never. Like he never had, he never interested, he never made like a like a game changing play, but he was always in on the tackle. He was always in when the ball was popped up in the air. He was around the football a lot, so I will give him credit for that. And at the end of the day, now that he's gone, we might miss that a little bit. We might we might? Well, let's let's see who they replace him with. Hey, John, thanks for the call, man. Don't be a stranger, man. Let's see who they replace him with, and we'll go from there. Gary in the Northeast, our final call of the night. What's up, Gary? Hey, Devon. Hey, man. Hey, Ben, man. Good. Good, good. Glad, glad to hear hey, from you. Hey, listen, dude. I'm worried, man. I'm actually starting to like how they look. <laughs> but, but, Devon, it's all about playoffs, dude. I know, but we're not there yet. I know, but I, I, I'm... I'm you know, we, we, like, we know after five years now, now year six of the Embiid era, we know what it's about. However, we got to yeah. get there first to see what they do to get to that point. Right now, as you said, they're looking good. They look good. I like Joe's playing some physical, but it's but D, it's going to get physical in That's the okay. playoffs. Uh, they they've been there before. They know how to handle it. It's just a matter of can they break through. Do you think Joel can play twenty five to twenty eight playoff games straight? Um, yes. Off? Yes. Really? Yes, because right now, even down the stretch here, Gary, I don't know where he, they can fit him in and giving him any time off now, especially with the seeding situation with Boston and Milwaukee where you're all so close. And then, let's be honest, if he wants to win that MVP, he has to play. He's got to play. And he's got to win. I, I think, D, this is it. I mean, this is six years. If they don't win this year, do we we got to blow this thing up. Well, let's see what James Harden does and let's see what Embiid asks for or not asks for in terms of being moved from Philadelphia to somewhere else. Yeah. But I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm looking, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And I just hope they bring the same intensity into the playoffs. I think, as many people have said, Gary, and thanks for the call, man, this one feels different. That has been the common theme from many people. This one feels different. 948. Let's get to it. A couple minutes behind. Leftovers. Thank you for the call, G. What you got, Tom? Yes, this one feels different, too, because I'm very excited about this one. No, Uh-oh. Not really. Oh, okay. I'll say, but trying to have a little plug there. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start with the NFL as we normally do. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is done? 
question mark? Really? According to NFL insider Trey Wingo, the long-awaited trade between the Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets for quarterback Aaron Rodgers is going to happen. He tweeted that out earlier this afternoon. It was quickly shot down by Ian Rappaport <laughs> and uh, Adam Schefter. Adam saying, Schefter, his colleague. Yes, his colleague, saying that it uh, it's not it hasn't happened yet. There's still talks about everything. Wingo did uh, break initially that Rodgers was open to playing for the Jets just six days ago. Obviously, we know the deal. Aaron Rodgers seems to be done with Green Bay. Green Bay ownership, or at the GM, I forget who it was. Uh, kind of hinted at it as well. The Jets are done with Zach Wilson. That's obvious. You even had guys like Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson tweeting. Embrysaw. tweeted uh tweeting excitable things about Aaron Rodgers. Thumbs up, man. We Is it, it done? Is it getting done this week? He can't go back to Green Bay no, now. No, 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 no. He can't go anywhere else either. That's why we needed to do our quarterback carousel. Hey, man. I'm ready whenever you are. Well, we only have three more minutes. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work tonight. But, um, but do you think it gets done this week? Yes, I do. Yes, because there's too much that has to go on elsewhere for them to be hovering around waiting for him. You already lost Mike White. (laughs) Yes, you did. Yep. They're not going back to the other kid. Uh, Nope. And I don't know where he's going. So, yeah, they're going to have to do something. I think it does get weak. Yeah. Yeah. Done this week. I think you're probably right. Uh, Selection Sunday was yesterday, one of the best times of year. We got March Madness coming up. Quick rundown of it. The South Division, one seed Alabama, two seed Arizona. East, Purdue, one seed, and then Marquette, the two seed. Move over to the Midwest, Houston, number one, Tex, number two. And then the West, Kansas, number one, UCLA, number two. The odds, Houston, six to one, Alabama, seven to one, Kansas, ten to one, Purdue, ten to one. Who do you like and do you are you, do you have a team now that there is no Philly teams in this tournament? Who are you rooting for? That sucks, too, by the way. It does. Yeah. So Since, what, 72, I think yeah, it was? Man. Someone's always in there. And then, of course, the run that Villanova's had over the past decade. Decade. Yeah. Um, I like Houston. I actually like UCLA a little bit. Same. You like UCLA? I love or both point, those teams. Uh, I like UCLA. Their point guard is like 6'1". Yeah. He's got that crazy Alfred yeah. Payton hair. I'm yeah. a fan. Um, I like them a little bit. So Kansas always does it. Bill Self is about to come back after the uh, time away. Those right now are probably where I'm leaning. I might, by the time we do our bracket on on Wednesday, if not Thursday morning, I'll, I'll figure it out. But, yeah, right now, those are two teams that I really like. No one else really stands out to me. And do you, does March Madness have the same effect? Not on this you? year, no. No? Nope. How about you? I always get excited, but, like, I usually I do the bracket right away. I haven't even looked at it. And normally I watch Selection Sunday. Yeah. I was fine waiting until it was done and checking it out. just doesn't have the same feel it does not. as it used to. But it's always fun to watch. That's one of the most fun two days in sports. Uh, I'll be locked in at noon on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I mean, Thursday. Yep. Yeah. That, those 48 hours are so much fun. But, yeah, it doesn't have the same feel. Last one. An 81-year-old was stranded in a snowstorm for days in their car. And survived by eating croissants, candy, and snow. How many days? Four days. Croissants, candy, and snow. Yes. No water? Just the snow. <laughs> like Just whatever melts, yeah. Well, I guess you're getting the water from the snow. Sure. It's technically still clean from wherever they were, I guess. So it's not all stepped in. And yeah, as long as it's not yellow. You're yeah, good. or mud being splashed up. I live that diet. Of bread and candy and <laughs> snacks anyway, so I commend them. That's great job. Great work by them. Glad they're okay. Yes, and uh, those are tonight's leftovers. Yeah, you know me, man. I live that. 
<laughs> How long are you surviving in a car with just that? With just that, I yeah. uh, I would go the four days. I think you can get four days. Yeah, eighty one years old though. Shout out to them. That's, See, that's totally that's different. Tough. So I would, all right, give me give me two more days. Yeah, you I'm can't not saying be, let me go too far. Like eight days, let me double it because I'm younger. No, you I'm, can't let the eighty one year old outshine you, man. We're both we both survived, didn't we? It's <laughs> <laughs> all that matters. That's that's all that matters. We both made it. That is all that matters, man. I was looking at the NFL special here on NFL Network. They were doing their best players go here. Jordan Poyer they had as the eagle pickup safety. 31 now, I think. Struggled with injuries. Former Can't eagle. Can't stay on the field. He actually started with the Eagles. Yes, he did. Um, what, listen, one-year deal. One-year deal, down? I'm cool. I'm down, yeah. One-year deal, I'm, I'm cool. I'm not giving him multi-years for a 31-year-old no. who can't stay on the field. No. But when he's on the field, he's very good. And did you see Lawrence Fishburne is playing? Yeah, Doc, Doc Rivers. I was going to say that Yes, yeah. I did. Uh, the casting, not so great. Didn't look all that great. All right, Tom Alvord, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Basketball. Uh, thank you, Doc. Uh, great stuff, as always, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks to all the callers, listeners, tweeters. I'll be back tomorrow following Flyers. And Tom and I will be back on Wednesday together after Sixers basketball here on The Fanatic. Good night.